Before the podcast, here's a word from our sponsor. After a long day at work when I'm feeling run down and dehydrated, I make a liquid IV drink. Oh my goodness, that lemon lime taste is so yummy and they have many flavors. Liquid IV can provide two to three times faster and more efficient hydration than water alone. Liquid IV contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. Forget about those sugary sports drinks. Liquid IV has no artificial flavors or preservatives and less sugar than an apple. Liquid IV is a great tasting product that boosts my energy and feelings of well-being immediately. You can't go wrong with Liquid IV's delicious fruity flavors. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco. Or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code ATWOOD at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code ATWOOD at liquidiv.com. Finally, after years of people asking, please get Wild Woman on the podcast. Please get Wild Woman on the podcast. The stars have finally aligned. (laughs) (laughs) And she's here. And this is going to be probably one of the longest introductions I've ever done because there is so much to talk about. Wild Woman was in the thick of the action in Arizona. I shall begin by saying, in her first indictment, she had 155 felonies. Put it this way, after my second indictment, I had 20-something felonies. Each felony carried a maximum sentence of 10 years. If you go to trial and lose, they stack your charges, you get the super aggravated sentence. I was facing 200 plus years. Wild Woman had 155 (laughs) felonies on her first indictment. If she'd have gone to trial and lost on all of those felonies at a 10-year maximum, stacked, super aggravated, she was facing (laughs) 1,550 years. Let's put this into Mm. even more context. The Atwood Enterprise was ranked by law enforcement. This was a multi-agency investigation, state of Arizona, DEA, alcohol, tobacco and firearms, border control, and they ranked the members of the Enterprise in order. Wildman was not number two, let's put it that way. Wildman was number three. <laughs> Wild Woman was number two. Now, Wild Woman, small <laughs> but deadly. I'm not. The neuroscience <laughs> behind this is she has a tumour on her adrenal gland that can make her go instantly psychotic. <laughs> Full on red mist red like mist. that. I'll give you an example. This is 
The words of the police now, from the police paperwork. Wild man, who fears nobody, was seen running for his life from a property with a tiny blonde woman chasing him out of a house with a giant fan <laughs> trying to smash his head in. This was in the police. Surveillance. Paperwork. All right. I remember that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Even more context. Wild Woman's first raid. I think it was on Farmer. Yeah. In um, Farmer Avenue, was it? In Tempe, in Arizona. An apartment there. First raid. The cops found Bibles of LSD. Um, the, I think the GHB and the cat was overlooked because... Um, it was in the fridge. It was in the fridge, in, in, hidden in, in pot bottles. There was slabs of, of coke, uh, meth, thousands of pills of ecstasy as well as pills of from uh, various pharmaceuticals from Mexico. There was a rifle. There was a Derringer. There was a Glock amongst the guns and weapons found. And that's just off the top of my head remembering mm. the stuff from the police report that was found in that apartment. I think there was a whole page in the police report from what was found in that apartment. All right. Many of... Um, any amount of drugs put in front of Wildman. God bless him. He would consume. He was incapable of the sales side of that business. <laughs> but Wild Woman um, came up the ranks fast and was moving a lot more product than people who'd been trying to do it for a length of time. But... A lot of those people are now uh, deceased. So we're just going to give a quick shout out to some of our deceased friends. R.I.P. Cody Bates. R.I.P. Big Micah. R.I.P. Jerry the Prophet. R.I.P. Acid Joey. R.I.P. Tucson Charlie. R.I.P. Um, Joey Crack. And during the course of this interview, do not say we are making these stories up because these names are untrue. We have to change the names for legal reasons. All the names have been changed in the trilogy. Party Time, Hard Time, Prison Time, which features Wild Man and Wild Woman. And we will be trying to stick to those names during the broadcasting of this podcast. If we deviate from those names, then the editors are going to beep some out. Because if any of you watched English Enforcer in Arizona Prison Part 1 which was one of my favourite podcasts with me interviewing Wildman. He, he, even though I'd schooled him in you know, YouTube policy and legalities, he was incapable of sticking to the false names. So there's <laughs> lots of beeping out of names um, in that podcast. On the way here, I showed Wild Woman clips of rival podcasters saying that I have just... I'm a complete fabricator... My entire story is made up. I never did any of the stuff I did. I only spent a few days in jail in Arizona. <laughs> um, it was very low level what I did. I never had anybody working for me or anything. And um, Wild Woman was absolutely laughing her head off at these people. We won't be naming their names, but Wild Woman does have a few words for them at the end of this podcast. Um, she's going to give her an impression of what she thinks of the people who said all this oh is, is completely made up. That's that, but that will be coming at the very end of the podcast. <clears throat> um, so those people, I imagine the heads are going to be spinning when they hear what Wild Woman has got to say. 
I think some of those oh, people, dear. they tried to capitalise. on. I was at a low point in my life last year when Wild Man was poorly, and then ultimately he died. And those rival podcasters just piled on me like a pack of wolves, calling me every name under the sun to try and destroy my reputation, to try and take me down. It didn't work, and their heads are going to be spinning when they hear what Wild Woman has to say. All right, so... Huge thank you for coming on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I'd like to start with the story of um, not not where you got firebombed by a crew. There was there was a firebombing incident within the crew whereby a wild man had a rival with Skinner who worked for me. Skinner was my top XC salesperson, and Skinner coordinated the, the firebombing of Wild Woman's while Wild Man was in federal deportation prison. And the firebomb almost hit Wild Woman. We are going to get to that, but I think I'd like to start with um, the day the first group of us was SWAT team raided. So over the course of the raids, there was over 100 of us ended up arrested. But the, the day of the first group was, I think there was about 12, 13 of us. And um, we were, you know, mixed race. All of our co-defendants were of various nationalities you guys have been following my story for years. Know when you go in the jail, it's all racially divided. So while woman goes in with our female co-defendants to the Horseshoe, Madison Street Jail, 2002, May 16th, was the day the SWAT team stuff happened. And it was in the following days we got processed by Tempe Police Department and we were sent over in the, in the bus to the Horseshoe. And apparently, the, the, the four major gangs in Arizona, you got the whites, on the men's side at least, you got the whites, the blacks, the Mexican-Americans, and the Mexican nationals. And to, to a lesser degree, you've got uh, Native Americans as well. So, Wild Woman goes in, and one of our co-defendants is Asian, and then the big, um, some of the big uh, black prisoners homed in on her race and started to bully her but I'll, I'll let i'll let you we did actually interview that um, person so her name's out there it's it's angel and me and wildman did interview angel she talked about the dealings with sammy the bull people have called that into question as well wild woman's got a few things to say on that so if you want to watch our interview with angel i think it's something like um um her experience in arizona jail i think something like that the title a a a um Angel. If you put that in the search box um, and on YouTube, it'll come up. I'll, I'll put it in in the description box as well because that was the first Wildman and Angel, the, the other two co-defendants that we've, we've interviewed. All right, so you guys go in the jail. Let, let, let's let's wind it back. Let's let's start with the day of your arrest. Oh God, <laughs> which one? <laughs> the day of the of the arrest. The arrest. The big one. Yeah. I told you the night before that we were getting followed. Yes. And you told me that I just needed some sleep. And give me a Valium and maybe go to sleep. And then I went to my friends when I woke up because I was dead nervous because I knew I was being fallen. You know, do you believe me though? So when I come back the next morning, they just charged in the apartment, cuffed me, got me on the floor at first, hands behind me back, cuffed me and all that. 
um, I'm very nervous. I'm shaking. You're all right. Um, we, we've, interviewed <laughs> baddest, we've interviewed the biggest, baddest gangsters in the country. I'm like, and every, like everyone cameras. the first time they go on camera. I just don't like them. <laughs> it, 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 get, it gets, it gets you adrenaline going. To, gets your adrenaline yeah, going. I'm just yeah. a bit shaky. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a bit more nervous now than when I was got arrested. <laughs> oh, it's just energy that fuels you on. Yeah. Um, so anyway, all that they just arrested me in anyway, and I don't know what you want me to say. So are you talking? Are you talking about the day they found all the stuff in your house, or the day we all got into the jail? The day we all got into jail. Yeah, is that one. You're on about that one, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, so it's very vague. I just remember them charging in, telling us we were under arrest and whatever, um, and sitting out. They took us outside on these long tables. They had us outside and tried to. Make us look at each other. You and, and Peter? Everyone. Everyone. Yeah, there was loads who did arrest it all at once. And yeah. they had us on this long table outside in the car park. Oh, at the Tempe Police Department? Yeah. Okay. And they had us all sit. Do you remember when they brought you? Yeah, Have yeah, yeah. Have a look at you? Because I was thinking, like... They were waiting for us to recognise it. that's been arrested for something, we were I, all... I quit the importation... They haven't got anything on us. It was for response. Once I started seeing more and more code defenders. It was to see like, our oh, response, God. wasn't it? Yeah. To see how we react. So they, see if they got us straight away then, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I just wouldn't look at anybody. I wouldn't look at you at all. Yeah. You were over there to me. Yeah. And I wouldn't look. Did the SWAT team smash and your then, door in before that? Uh, no, they couldn't get in. It was locked. They couldn't get in? That was, it was locked. Right. It was locked, I had to let them in. Okay. I'm getting the two. Yeah, there's a lot of arrests here. I'm getting so them mixed up, you see. Some saying? of these stories might be might be conflicting. I do get a bit confused. All right, go. I've my memory's terrible. Go, we're, at, we're at Tempe Police Station. We're getting processed. They, they actually built... Because an... Peter was with me when I got arrested the second time. Yeah. When we all got arrested. Yeah. Um, I remember we had them, sorry, we had them gates outside with yeah, the lock. Yeah, yeah. And then it was a little porch way before you got into the house. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. So that was locked mm -hmm. with the chain and padlock. So they were banging. Yeah. And they were all around the house. Yeah. Please, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they were booting the thing in with the, the gates, trying to get the gates open, the big rose iron gate. Yeah. And I'm like, I've got the key. <laughs> Hang on. I'll let you in. And I'll let them in with the key. Right, okay. And that's when they charged us then. Yeah, yeah. And they searched the house and there was nothing in the house because they didn't have anything in the house. Yeah. Except for Peter's little glass pipe, which he threw down the toilet, but they found it anyway. Yeah. He smashed that down the toilet. What he thought he was going to do with the glass dick, I don't know, but there you go. He was in his in the back room doing his usual shit. Rather than take us to the police station first, they actually built... They constructed like an outdoor processing yeah, facility yeah, just like, for our code defenders, right, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, because it was weird. Yeah. Because then I, when we sat there, then they brought um, another two females, I can't remember who they were now. Was it Angel and I can't say names. Yeah, let's there was, not there was say some other, names. There was a few more. There was a you few more. You have to be more. careful because yeah, of the names. Yeah, yeah. And then, was, then they brought you. Yeah. And then they took each one of us downstairs to a car yeah and stood outside of a car underneath in the car park and asked us would we like to say anything away from the others yeah i'm like no and they had a little tape recorder yeah I'm like, i don't know what you're on about don't know who they are yeah cracked on i didn't know nothing at first until obviously they know us 
because like the I remember then they put us all in the van, didn't they? Once they we, they took us yeah. from there, the, the the outdoor thing. They took us to Tempe Police Department, and then we were in there for about a day. I was in the then, horseshoe for two days, and then they put us in a van to the horseshoe. Yeah, Cause remember us all talking. Yeah, because that's where Wildman said um, he'd heard my girlfriend Claudia getting interviewed, and he like put his head in and he was like, "Serious fucking charges, my ass!" And he was laughing mm. at them. Yeah. All right. So, when was it that? Angel got picked on then. What happened? Um, I can't remember. We've been there a bit, like yeah. a couple of days, maybe a week, and it was something to do with their commissary. Right. My commissary was going on airbox. Yeah. So they decided they thought they were going to rinse her, thinking it was air commissary. They were going to. That's how it come about. They were going to bully her out they of her. They were bullying her and telling they weren't giving her a store. Yeah. I said it ain't ears, bitch. It's mine. Yeah. And get off her, leave her alone, and sort of pass the time. A little bit. So one of, according to Angel, then one of them was head butted and she went down. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say. You see. <laughs> no, you're fine. So honestly. all right then. So I head butted yeah, yeah. and threw her head into the sink. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Um, officer, can I say the officers' names now? One of the officers come out the cage because they were in cages. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to keep all real names out. She of it. she come out and then I got cuffed and we moved to another dorm. Then after that, because I just get moved, get moved from dorm to dorm until I finally got yeah. into the pods with, into the tower where the cell was. And was it true that you screamed at all the prisoners after you had butted the other one? Yeah, anybody. I'm having was. a bad fucking yeah. day. Who wants any more of this? Yeah. yeah. And did did anyone step up? No. <laughs> I told him, "What are you going to do to me?" <laughs> Fuck all that hasn't already been done. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, you can swear. Okay. From, <laughs> all right, we started at five to it's 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 ten past. Um, YouTube's rule is you can't swear in the first five minutes. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. We're fifteen minutes oh, in. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. done fifteen minutes while I'm swearing. Am I drunk? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good God, yeah, I'm very yeah, yeah. Put myself on the back of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah. you're in you're in the jail and now in the beginning they've told you you're facing a massive sentence. Yeah. So you don't give a shit now. You're just no. like, if anyone gives me any shit. I didn't give a shit. I had nothing to lose. Yeah. I had no visitation because my family couldn't come over from England. Yeah. So I never saw my kids or my family. I had no phone calls because, you know, mine all went through the consulate. Yeah. I didn't have any money on me books because I refused to pay $30 a month rent. Yeah. So when the, the minute somebody put money on me books, they'd take it off me for rent. Yeah. As face gets. Mm-hmm. So... Somebody put money on somebody's books for me. Yeah. You, it was. Yeah. On Angel's books. Yeah. And they, no. Angel put it on somebody's books. It was some way round where me and Angel got commentary on somebody else's books. Right. Because we didn't pay the rent. Right, I see. And they wouldn't give uh, the commentary. That was it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that was your introduction to the jail, and we'll, yeah. we'll come back to some more jail and prison stories later on. Let's go back to the firebombing then. Mm. So, again, just the background on that one is, you know, Skinner, um, he was, like, homeless when he was brought into the criminal enterprise, and he became the top-selling XC salesperson. So he was, like, my little brother. We were, like, really tight. We were always hanging out. We was always close at the parties and everything. But then Wildman, when Wildman came over, because I was spending so much time with Wildman, Skinner got jealous. <clears throat> so then there was this like rivalry between them, which culminated in 
Skinner trying to encourage some people, such as Max, to pull scams on us. And um, he, he was one of one of the bodyguards in the beginning, Max. But it culminated with the firebombing of... You said drive me off him. ...of Wild Woman's Place. Yeah. So did Max move in with you, protecting you with a shotgun Because you told him to. Was that before the firebombing? I don't know. Because hadn't someone been robbed? So we put Max in yours with the shotgun and he answered the door with a shotgun. No, just answered the door with shotguns. But there was, for some reason you said you were something that something had happened. No, we had, he needed somewhere to we, stay. There was a reason we put him there. You wanted him to stay there for a bit. You were getting I, I, stuff delivered somewhere. Hadn't someone been threatened or robbed that we knew? No, there was a delivery due next door, I think. Okay. Something like that, was it? I can't remember, you know. To be honest, Sweezing. he was there for a reason. So he was on meth all the time with the and shotgun. I didn't like him there because he was walking around with this bloody gun. I said he's just going to shoot. He was making me nervous, walking around like an idiot. You're supposed know what to I mean? make you feel protected. And it was making me nervous. I, I didn't want him around. I can protect my bleeding self. Yeah. You know what I mean? Didn't need him. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't trust him. I didn't like him. So then Weird. Skinner, Skinner encouraged him to say that his product had been. Robbed, even though yeah. they just yeah. they just kept it and sold it, didn't they? Lying. And you warned me, didn't you? Yeah. You said there's, so a, there's so a scam there's, going on there's here. Something not right. So not yeah. not set right with me. Yeah. So that's when we knew, like Skinner was plotting against us. And then, what happened on the day of the firebombing? Then it was weird. I was because the window was here like that, so the yeah. desk things where I had all my stuff was here. So you were on the second floor at this point of a, of a place, on the f- ground the floor. The bottom was the apartment. Oh, it was the ground floor, that's right. It was yeah. the apartment, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bedroom was around, it was like a little bungalow, type, like my bungalow similar. Yeah. In like yeah. an L shape. Yeah. So I was in the back room mm-hmm. and so I had this side of my face to the window and I was talking to, I can't remember who was a, in the chair, I think it was either, I can't say names. Was, I was talking to, I, I can't think of the... Just say someone, yeah. Yeah, there was somebody sat there, one of the lads. Yeah. And um, the next thing, this, it was so fast, it took the skin off my face, remember? Yeah. It skimmed past my face. Yeah. And it just went up. Yeah. So everybody's running, and I'm running back in to get all the crap. I'm not leaving all that shit there, so I'm gathering all this stuff and yeah. putting it all in the bags. Yeah, yeah. And then that lad, one of the lads, I think it was Max, was trying to get me in the car. Come with us, come with us. And trying to cart me off somewhere, and I'm, I'm not getting in no car with you. I don't know you, and I don't trust you. And I ended up with so what? Let tap. me let me just explain what happened then. So Skinner had recruited a crew of gangsters from the south side to appear on the scene just after Wild Woman had been firebombed, as rescuing Wild Woman. Yeah. They'd come to rescue her. Just appeared out of nowhere. But they wanted her to get in the car with all of her product. Yeah. And liquidate the product from her. So they're like, come on, get in. And these were serious people with weapons looking at Wild Woman, small blonde woman, thinking they could just do anything. And what was your response to them? Fuck off. I'm not getting in your car. I don't trust you. And I'm not taking anything with you two. And what's her name? Um... I heard from other people like you were a bit more ferocious in your response. Well, I was, yeah. And you were like, what do I look like? Chop fucking yeah, everything. I'm like fucking it, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did go off, it went off my head, like, because I didn't trust him and I, I did go loopy, like. Yeah. And then I thought, is it just me being 
paranoid thinking the worst of everything's on. Now I always go by my gut feelings and I yeah. had a gut feeling I didn't. Yeah. And I give the stuff it was trusted to one of the girls. Yeah. Um, she lived in the apartments down the road. Was that the witchy lady? No, she was the one who drove me round. Okay. The witchy lady. Okay. Followed the other one. Yeah. Because we separated into two cars. Yeah, yeah. To see which one they were after. Yeah. So that's how our woman avoided getting yeah. jacked by Skinner after I'd been jacked. But what had happened was, you know... We Saved all the stuff, though. Yeah, totally. <laughs> People try and take advantage when Wild Man is... They think Wild Man is, is, um, can't do any reprisals because at that point in time... I mean, I've already said Wild Man had been deported three or four times over the course of mm. his stay in Arizona. He was deemed a menace to society. I think that was like his third or fourth deportation... And um, third, I think that was third one, was it? So he was in a federal deportation camp, and because it was like his third one, they were holding him longer and longer each time he was getting deported. I think he'd been in there for for what was it like nine months or something? Been there a while. And what was he? What was he saying then on the phone from the federal deportation camp after you told him that you'd been firebombed? Well, he knew it was straight off the top, didn't he? He yeah. said it was Skinner. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And he said it is. And then I went round and spoke to him. Yeah. To Skinner, remember, I went round and messed up with him. And he admitted it in the end. Yeah. That it was him. And he's crying and I was sorry he was and all that shit. And what did Wildman say he was going to do to Skinner? He was going to skin Skinner alive. Yeah. <laughs> to... So I then got a, a lot of... So he was terrified to piece of him. Yeah. Because what, you know, Wildman's six one, six two, whatever he was, and massive even though he'd lost weight on meth he was still massive and powerful and skinner was only short wasn't he yeah he he, he, he couldn't have possibly fought well man even though he was always strapped he was more conniving than he was very very conniving very skinner. street smart and conniving yeah. he did have a lot of weapons he got um one of those is it the thompson machine gun from world war Two? Mm. he had one of them from a gun shop <laughs> like a giant Machine gun. He had all kinds, didn't he? All kinds. Did you see his, his other weapons? Seen quite a few, yeah. Yeah. Remember his Slim Shady knife? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he carried yeah. that everywhere, didn't he? Yeah, I think yeah. Peter took that off him in the end. Peter, <laughs> en Peter ended up with the Slim Shady did knife. Did he? Yeah. Did he? So what happened next was, and this is relevant to the demise of the whole enterprise, I had a lawyer who specialised in immig uh, immigration deportation cases expedite Wildman's release Back to the UK. So Peter got freed back to the UK, didn't mm. he? And do you know what happened next? Didn't he just get right back on a plane, back to like well, Mexico it, or it, Canada or somewhere? Obviously it took him a couple of weeks to get back, didn't he, with the tickets and all that. But he yeah. got back because by that time I'd been raided the first time. Yeah. And moved to Mexico because he'd met me in Mexico. Right. Oh no, we moved to Mexico together. He'd come back a day or two before we went to Mexico, we mess up at the apartments. There's so many deportations and smuggling missions we go on. Bear with us if we do confuse some I of get the details. confused anyway, my memory's terrible. Yeah. Got medication, I'm on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, he he gets, I think Hammy talked about meeting him at the airport or something and they helped him get back on the next on I'm the, not sure because I was a nervous wreck after the raid. So Wildman said, Wildman said he's coming right back specifically to murder yep. Skinner. And he wouldn't go. He'd come back from Mexico a few times on his own to 
Arizona. He sneaked back over a few times. Oh, after you guys were so hot, you ended up. We ended up in Mexico. We're gonna, we're gonna for a get. While. We're gonna get to the Mexico but he went stuff. Back yeah. To do his skin, and he went back a few times. Yeah. To yeah. try and get him. All right, so he never did like. Well, well, man comes back. However, however he comes back, let's forget however he comes back, whatever method it was. What what was it like when he came back that foot that foot on that occasion? What was he like? He was like a nut. He he wasn't interested that he hadn't seen me or anybody for nine months. He was just on a mission to go and get that sorted because he nearly killed me with the bomb. Yeah. More than anything, it was because besides being loyal to bomb for you, but it was because of what he'd done to me. Yeah. And in Peter's eyes, it was a piss take that he tried to take advantage of me being on my own. Yeah. Thinking yeah. I was this little weak woman. Yeah, yeah. And what was his, like, drug intake at that moment? Ridiculous. Could you, like, describe um, the quantity and what he was doing? I, I couldn't even say how much. I had to hide it and keep stuff away from him and hide money. Are you talking just crystal meth here? Everything. Everything. When we were in Mexico, we sold a passport of yeah. one of my family members for crack. Wow, wow. Yeah. So is he staying awake for days on end, planning to do something to yeah. Skinner at this point? Yeah. Hiding bushes and acting like a lunatic. Remember, we had to go and find him at one point. Yeah, yeah. He got lost. So when, when um, we found out then that he expressed his desire to hurt Skinner... We immediately said to him, of course, you know, we do not murder people. No. This is ridiculous. You're just being, you know, crazy it on just drugs. Off his head. You cannot possibly do no. this. And it, it led up to the point where we had to move him. You, both you guys ended up in Mexico. But before we get there, um, we had a co defendant called Joey Crack. God bless him. Joey Crack, yeah. he's dead now. He was the funniest storyteller ever. Great when the Italian mafia in um, Towers Jail moved him in to be my cellmate as a favour to me, um, he just would s sit all night long. They would, all the Italian mafia guys would come in my cell and he would just tell wild ones stories. Crazy. All night long he would just tell stories about the wild man and wild woman to the Italian mafia. Night after night <laughs> after night. They couldn't get enough of it. Of all the shit you guys got up to. Uh, and I'd never even heard. He was hanging out with you guys with uh, Sketch, DJ Sketch and Bonnie Boo and all the yeah, stuff yeah. that went down around oh, that was, time. It was terrible. It was a yeah. nightmare. nightmare. So, so Joey Crack, he was like a walking drug um, testing kit. Yeah. You could take him to a drug transaction. He'd just get the drugs and put him in a needle and just slam him in his neck, oh. wouldn't he? In his artery. Wasn't right, was he? Yeah. <laughs> So, Jerry. <laughs> so Joey Crack said um, <clears throat> it got to the point of in the story where Wildman now had found where Skinner was staying. Yeah. What I didn't know was Skinner had, had turned us in and left the state because the 10 witness statements. He went he, back he, home, he, didn't he? Yeah, yeah mm. to, to wherever. So Joey Crack shows up at Skinner's expecting to find Skinner and Wildman is in there with every weapon under the sun. And he grabs Joey Crack. He said, wild man, it's yeah. been up for days. Coated in sweat. Grabbed Joey Crack, thinking it was Skinner. He said that he had, um, like, a hammer, pincers, everything. golf clubs, screwdriver, all, screwdriver every knife you baseball could think bat, of, everything. every knife you could think of. Yeah. Plank of wars with nails in it. He put the nails in it. And he was like, where's Skinner? Not he sitting there. He'd do that regular on a regular basis, though, in the house, normal. He'd sit in his big armchair with all these weapons. He'd have a nervous wreck. 
half the time. I'd have to go out for a walk. What kind of conversation could you have with him at moments like that? Was he having paranoid delusions? There was no conversation with him. He'd just sit there sweating with that one eyebrow up, waiting for, like, Mexicans or whatever to come charging in and get him or whoever, or just waiting for anybody to kill. He was just off his barney. Well, man homed in on Mexicans because he would just go off walking for days on end mm. he wouldn't even know where he was. He'd have to go search parties for him, looking for him. And he'd come back with his shoes, all his feet all blistered and everything. Yeah. Bent to a crisp. He got so dehydrated walking around on crystal meth for days on end in the, under the sun. He ended up hospitalised a few mm. times as well. But um, he, he um, got really paranoid, didn't he, about the Mexicans because... Yeah. When he was walking around, they would appear in the morning, the Mexicans, wouldn't they? And why was it that they were appearing? The Mexicans. Well, they, they come out, they come out, and they don't come out in the heat. They do you all the, see, they do all the, la the manual labour in the morning, don't they? You don't see anybody in Arizona in the afternoon. You don't see a soul because it's, it's so too hot. hot. So they're coming out at dusk, before dusk, yeah. and you see him like waiting to get go to work. But while I thought, I thought they were following through. him around, I didn't know. they? Just getting away with their daily business, you know what I mean? He's like around bush hiding bushes and stuff like an idiot. So he constantly had these these the paranoia that the Mexicans were following him around. Yeah. And he, he had these crazy ideas. On one occasion, Wild Man was making love to Wild Woman. Oh my god. And he, he just grabs a huge Rambo knife, knife yeah. and starts stabbing the mattress in between Wild Woman's legs. I thought there was something under the bed was on the floor though, it wasn't even on legs. The, there was no gap under the bed for anybody to get under the bed. He thought, Common sense. He thought there was yeah. Mexicans. He was crazy. Under the mattress. Um, messing with me. Messing with yeah. Wild Woman's bum. Yeah. Tickling me bum and stuff. That's like, that's, that's <laughs> the, that's they they it... weren't the words he used. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say they're tickling your bum. <laughs> That's how he's. That's how he's saying he got yeah. when he was on up, he was up for days he and days. In the end, we just I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I had to make a break from him because it got too much. It was too violent. Yeah, I mean I give as good as I get, but I'm like I said, I'm only little, I'm only four, four, eight, and he's a big man, like. But yeah, I did knock him out a couple of times. <laughs> so it was one with the kitchen chair. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot to say in the introduction, Wild Woman is quite handy with a chair. Yeah. It was, Wild Man's name came about, we explained that one in the interview we did with Hammy and his mates. It was from his uncle Bob. But in Widnes, our hometown, Wild Woman had at around the same time earned her own name as the Wild Woman of Widnes. Wild Woman of Bonio, they call me. <laughs> Take it, took a whole family out with a bar stool in a pub. Yeah. But the, but the family had been picking on someone, hadn't they? Yeah, well, it was like we were out as a family group. Yeah. And this other family were out, and they were just picking on somebody and trying to cause a fight. Yeah. With this other female on my side. Yeah. I was dancing, looked over, seen him grabbing her hair, so stormed over and filled him in. Yeah. With a bar stool. That was the husband who put the bar stool on. Yeah. Broke his ribs. Yeah. And the woman thought she could take her watch off and say, Mind me, watch. Big yeah. mistake. Yeah, like she come into court in a wheelchair. I was a bit mad, you say. I lost my temper a little bit. <laughs> Tiny but deadly. But it wasn't just me. Like we were all having a scrap. Like yeah, oh, this yeah. is what I got done for. But there was the four of us. There was me, and my ex-husband, and another couple. Yeah. Who was out enjoying ourselves until this other 
family decided to have a go. There's just so many shit stirrers and troublemakers in the world, isn't yeah. it? That's the and thing. And also, it, it, it stemmed down to something really stupid. We were admiring yeah. the young girl's dress, and we yeah. said, in their dress, lovely, in that a lovely dress, and they thought that me, the other girl I was with, was calling her names yeah. and decided to go over and start a, a fight right. over something stupid. Yeah, yeah. So they started it and we finished it. Yeah, yeah, of course. I got bound over to keep the peace for three years. I got so many community hours and a fine. When it comes to you and Peter, every now and then, people who didn't know you, would they ever try something or just say some of the wrong thing and they just didn't know who they were messing with? And the funny thing is... I'm the happiest go person that you can come across. I'm quite easy going until riled. I know. You know, I'm dead easy going. I'm a the, laugh. The, atmosphere, <laughs> the atmosphere in Wild Woman's house was so, like, Remember zen and, 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 and rave music and peaceful and ecstasy vibes that DJ Kiyoki... KKK. If you've seen the movie <laughs> Party Monster, he was he was in that. And um, he's, he's got a big name in America, DJ Kiyoki. became my great friend out there. He abandoned his tour, his tour manager... Well, you're supposed to go and do it. ...had him. warned his staff, don't let him leave this gig with English shores. <laughs> and DJ Kiyoki snuck from away from his tour to come and play records... In my kitchen. ...in Wild Woman's kitchen... And how many, how many days? How many days later was he still was playing records? Four, four days later, was it? <laughs> he abandoned his tour. Yeah, for about four days, he was stuck in there for. He just yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just absolutely loved, loved the vibe we created. It was, you know, we've talked about a lot of hard hitting stuff so far in this podcast, but on the whole, everyone was smiling, yeah. dancing, massaging each other, Vix inhalers, just having a good old time, and all the women knew. You know, nothing Fix bad with inhalers, you just be mad. <laughs> Go on. Fix inhalers. Yeah. Somebody coming at me with a fixing inhaler and then the head buzzer, what are you doing? <laughs> Do this. Why would I want to yeah. stick a fix up my nose? <laughs> <laughs> Describe what it feels when you're an ecstasy to have a fix up your nose. I don't know, I didn't do it. Oh, you never did no. it? No. I thought they were puddled. <laughs> I thought, what the hell are you doing? Crazy cow, like, sticking a fixed thing up my nose. But, Doing the method. No, thank you. That, was, that, that reminds me of um, <laughs> G-Dog, who was, you know... What's what? the thought I G-Dog was very solid, wasn't he? He had our yeah. back. His, his, his was the brother, he was the New Mexican Mafia. Yeah. He, that, he was sounding. Yeah. G-Dog was in and out of prison over the years. And um, were you there when we took G-Dog to a rave at the Ice House for the very first time? He'd never been to a rave. So because he's like, you know, he's yes. always protected me. He, um, all all these people ran to, ran to us to give us hugs. Yeah. And he's like, he got in the way, <laughs> right? he jumps up right away. He thought like we were going to get attacked yeah, yeah. or something. He was lovely. He, he, was, he was so alert. And he'd just come he out of jail, so he was, on, he was on hyper-vigilant because of the jail. He was very loyal to you, him. G-Dog, oh my goodness. Out of yeah. all of the people that we were close to, he's, he's, he's at the top, isn't he? With, with the yeah. top pe top of those people, definitely. Protected us. There was only a couple I'd trust my son to. Yeah. And he was one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was another one. Um, yeah, I trusted me, son. Just don't see any second names. No, I no second names. And... Um, yeah, yeah, just such a solid guy. He was. 
some of these rival podcasters have said I've made all this about our connections to the mafia and and no. Sammy the Bull. Um, you know, it is, this is all fictitious. Um, how heavy was it at the peak of it with mafia it was, stuff going it was on? Very heavy at the peak. Very heavy. A bit scary sometimes as well because you were waiting for something to pop off. You knew there was something going to pop off. You just knew there was something. Yeah. And I while man, that night in the club, and I'm saying to you, we need to get out of here. Oh, this is a, this is a good story because I this was confirmed that. by Sammy the Bull's son to me years later. In He's prison. So, so run, run down. Where, where were we that night? Um, was it the crowbar or something? This is an armed crew coming to kidnap us and take us out to the desert, headed by Gerard Gravano, Sammy the Bull. Was it the crowbar? So we were at the crowbar, yeah. gay bar, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Just having a buzz, weren't we? On and GHB. The, well, and the minute ecstasy. we walked in the club, there was a bit of an atmosphere which you never found in the crowbars. It was always a great atmosphere. The minute we walked, there was just a weird atmosphere, and I thought that maybe it was just me acting a bit weird. Peace was a bit off his head at the time. Um, you were all smileys, you know, was all like, you know, just enjoying the night. And as we're walking through, I'm just eyeballs, and it was like people scattered that I noticed that just kept watching us. And I thought, no, I'm getting a bit paranoid again here. So when we went outside, we were outside on the balcony bit, weren't we? And I said to you, I'm not comfortable here at all. I feel like there's something going to happen. And you were sat up on a stool, and it was all the people around you, and then you started looking around. People watching us, it weren't they? It just yeah. went from like this gay bar and atmosphere to high I said, noon. I want to go. It was like left. high noon. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't feel easy. And when I had that gut feeling, I just, I just had to go. Sharp yeah. off, let's go. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad we did. I'm glad you listened to me, actually, to be honest. So we took off, and um, armed crew arrived just after we left. And they were going to do some attempt to do some dangerous things to us. And um, Gerard Gravano told me years later what had happened was a striptease dancer in the crowbar had seen us, identified us, and called it in. They were like the English mm. uh, at the crowbar. So they got all their weapons, got in the car, and um, he headed right there. So that was when both of those worlds almost collided. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember that night. Yeah. So unnerving it was the whole atmosphere. It was weird. Yeah. Just weird. I would picked it up the minute I walked in. It was just strange. Yeah. Because it was a place we went quite a lot. The crowbar. Yeah. We've been there quite a few times. So it was like you just sort of know the people who go there. Your regulars. You know, you know people, don't you? Yeah. And it was just a few people around that just didn't look right. They stood out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. So were you around then when let's just say? One of our Asian customers gave money to a guy who was supposed to get pills from me. Handsome young fella was supposed to get pills from me, but he went and he was he was double um, he was like a double agent. He was getting stuff from me, but also mm. getting stuff from Sammy the Bull's people, and he took that money from that our Asian customer. Who was a friend of my gay friend who used to massage my head. Yeah. He took that money, bought from one of Sammy the Bull, uh, Bull's crew people. I should call it the Gravano Enterprise. Sammy the Bull wasn't act out no. distributing or anything like that. He, the documentary that just come out, um, how he busted the bull, it's explained that there was a call whereby Gerard Gravano um, asked his dad for some money in the middle of the night. He said, I need money for gas. That was the code word they used. I think it was like 60, 70,000. 
and the dad authorized it. So that was the extent that it, from the evidence of the dad's involvement in the exchange. I just want to make that clear because when the dad is asked about his involvement, he denies it. it's the old school mafia code is, you know, you don't get involved in drugs, blah, blah, blah. And even at the end of the documentary that's been put out by Nat Geo, which features my XC organization versus the Gravano organization, there's a cop, one of the cops who was on the case, and he says, if Sammy the Bull Gravano was in this room right now, he would swear blind he had nothing to do with the XC trafficking operation. It's, it's like, um, what's it called, when you can't reconcile it in your own, own head, your own involvement. But under conspiracy laws, if you put money in, bam, you're in there. And he was a big name. They went after him. They put him at the head of the ring to make the headlines. And that 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 was his involvement. So that ring was actually on the street level, was being run by his son, Gerard Gravano, and a guy called Papa. And Papa eventually, according to the documentary, went in witness protection and testified against the Gravano family himself which I think all 57 co-defendants ended up cooperating with the authorities on that case. So um, just, just to clarify that, because people have said, you know, we're making this up about Sammy the Bull. But Sammy the Bull likes to keep himself distanced from what was happening with this extra operation. His thing was a financial investment. But as for the people on the streets that were working for him, mm. what was that like? You know, with um, the, all, what, what, what did they look like, the guys that were working for him? How were they behaving? What threats were going back and forth with the people who were working for us? The threats that they were doing to you were all underhanded and very quietly done, I think. Yeah. They were sneakily done, like, you know, where you... They didn't come up and say, we're going to do that. It wasn't that kind of threat. It's more yeah. underhanded and behind it. You know what I mean? It's like, you know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like, it was as if they, they thought you were stepping on their toes and taking their business. Yeah. They didn't like the thought that you were taking over their ecstasy business, but... Yeah. You know. Oh well. <laughs> well what what the thing was, we were we we were there for years before them. Yeah. They were the ones And they were nowhere near Arizona though, were they? I mean they somewhere else. They were based in Tempe. Oh were they? Yeah, because one of our um Oh I always thought they were based somewhere else. No, so no. Much how I knew. <laughs> well, it is you know, here's what happened. Um I was my wife uh, broker the meeting through one of her lesbian lovers was dating one of those guys oh, right. and I ended up meeting them in Tucson and um, I know you mess up with them but I thought they'd come from out of town that's when they started saying because I, I wouldn't I said I don't want your coloured pills we've uh, got good, nice good nice presses from Holland mm. plain pills white beige. I remember all that but I thought they'd come from out of town and they started saying to me who are you disrespecting our pills <laughs> one call to Sammy the Bull and we can have you taken out to the desert that was the first time mm. I heard the Sammy the Bull name because they were all throwing it out there Mm. But what, as it heated up with Sammy the Bull, you know, uh, Skinner's teeth got knocked out, etc. Uh, there was a female that you knew, and we're not going to say her name, that had infiltrated Sammy the Bull's house. And she was going there barbecues. And she said they were all, you know, mm. New York, Italian, in the shell suit, the track suits, shell suits, yeah. um, having these barbecues, all these macho guys, you know, steroid had jock mm. characters that were in there. So we knew exactly where they were living and everything. Right. We did some drive-throughs. I thought they were out of town. Even the Gotti crew were in town the mm. day of Sammy the Bull's arrest in Tempe. 
about to assassinate him. Oh so they God. saved his life by arrest by arresting him. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. But his XC ring was sending XC in in the in the neighboring to the neighboring states. Yeah, yeah. But he just sat at home, Sammy. Well, yeah. It, it was Papa and, and Gerard who were out on the streets. Yeah. I thought he was out of, out of town, Sammy the Bull, for some reason. No, no. All right. Because his daughter lived in Arizona, didn't she? They all lived she together. Did, oh, did they? Yeah. I knew she was there. See, he wasn't, he was saying that he was um, Jimmy Moran. He wasn't saying he was Sammy uh, the Bull. He was saying he was Jimmy Moran. He was in the construction yeah, but I still thought he was, business. Yeah, but I still thought yeah. he was out of town. I don't know why. Probably because he was just laying low as Jimmy yeah. Moran. Yeah, no one knew where he was. No one really knew where he was in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. All right, so what we're going to do now is um, we're going to go back to your first raid, not the SWAT team raid whereby we all end up in the van together. We're going to go back. This one was the SWAT team as well. All right, we're going to do that one because um, we want to let the viewers know why you guys got so hot. We had to move you to Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. All right, so what was the build up to the raid? Where they found all those drugs and guns. Right, Pete had been deported, or was getting deported. Again. So he got arrested, and um, they've run his name. And they've been asking me for my passport, and I'm like, because <laughs> I shouldn't have been there. I was illegal in the country. So I <clears throat> told my passport was in my suitcase at the apartment where I was staying, so they let me go, and they carted him off. You go, you go, do you know where you are? Do you know how to get back? And I'm like, oh, you know, and all that. So gets back to the apartment. And then you comes and says he's been arrested, he's getting deported. Candy Huff on his driver's license. Yeah. Girl's name, Candy Huff on his driver's license. Fake driver's license with a girl's Huff. name on it. Yeah, I forgot Huff. about that. Yeah, Candy. I'm talking why you're doing this, Candy Huff, yeah. Yeah. And then um you said you told me you give me some pills and said I had to sell them because we had to try and get him a lawyer. Yeah. And that's how I started selling the pills. Yeah. That's how it all started for me. Right. And then I flipped the pills like that, so he brought me more. And I yeah. flipped them. Only because I had good help off the lads, though. Yeah. He looked after me, the lads, and showed me the ropes and where to go and what to do. Yeah. Because I didn't have a clue. <clears throat> and then, so eventually I ended up with a safe full of stuff. You know, it started off with a little bag of pills, then ended up with a safe full of... Because whoever was top of the list got jealous. And so that took over the sales. Yes. Remember? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So obviously, and I had the key on me. On a neck thing, so I wouldn't lose it to the safe. And but I just come in and threw the keys on the couch. Um, these come boom, boom, boom through me door, charged in the house, cuffed me, threw me on the floor, put the knee in me back, a gun on my head. Told me they were going to shoot me if I moved. Yeah. To shut up, say nothing. And then they're asking me questions, and I said, "Well, you're telling me to shut up. Do you want me to answer you or not?" I said, "You can't have me arm behind me back because I've got um, damaged rotator cuff." So they had to bring my arm back out and stand me up. And they're screaming at me, what's in the safe? I said, I don't know, it's not mine. I'm just here because my password was true. My boyfriend's getting deported and I've been left here, so my friends let me stay here until I get sorted out and get a ticket home and stuff and get found out what's happening. I'm just stuck at the minute. So that story seems to have laid with them. They seem to like accept that. But they were demanding uh, keys to the safe which was on the couch looking at them all the time. And I just kept saying, I don't know who's safe it is, it must be whoever's flat it is, I'm just staying here, I don't know who it belongs to, it's not mine, blah, blah, blah. Um, so they smashed that up with a bloody axe while the keys sitting there looking at them. 
thank God, because it had me front door key on with it as well, like, so it would have been done then. So then they cuffed me and put me outside, and then they bring this Bible, this big thing of LSD, and they're like, what is this? And I'm like, I don't know, don't know what that is. Pretend I didn't have a clue what it was. I said, I've never seen it in my life, don't know what it is, doesn't belong to me. This is LSD. We have reason to believe this is um, LSD. I said, I couldn't tell you. I've never seen LSD in my life. I don't know what it looks like, blah, blah, blah. Then he brought us out, like, blocks of cocaine and crystal meth, and they missed out the ketamine and the other one because it was in seven up bottles of pop bottles in the fridge. They were full, big bottles full of ketamine, and what was the other one, GHB? GHB, yeah. So they left that. Then they carted me off down to the station, um, interviewed me, asked me all kinds of my questions, like, who's this safe? Do I know an English Sean? I'm like, no, I don't know any English people only want to come over with. I said, and his friends, he's been here before and come back and brought me back on a holiday because he had been before, so I'm not lying. Um, and he's brought me back to meet his friends and we're just on holiday, but he's, you know, getting deposed because he slapped me. Just told this big crock of crap, which is half true, half lies, you know what I mean? Just spun it round a little bit. And then he thought in his... I think he thought that I was terrified of you all. I was the little minion and, you know, oh, they're going to kill me if I snitch and stuff like that. So he passed me a card with his name and number on it and $10 and said, you get in a taxi and we'll give you two days to have a think and then we'll get back. You can get back and touch me on this car and we'll have a talk. And I'm just like, right, whatever. So I don't know what you're on about, but OK. So he puts me in a taxi and then I, I comes back to the flat and then I think I got on the phone to you or so I got in touch with somebody somehow because it was all phones down. As it is, it's boom, block everything. I got in touch with, was it you or somebody in the end, or you come round, so why are you still here? And carted me off to the apartments down the road, to the girls' apartments. And then two day, two or three days later, Peter reappeared and met up with me at the apartments, and then it took us two or three days to get out of the apartment because he was after Skinner to get him to Mexico. Because I had to go, because obviously they were going to be following me everywhere and they'd lead me to you and everybody, so I had to get out the way quick. I didn't move out that apartment from the day until I landed in Mexi ended up in Mexico. As you know from Wild Man stories, there's multiple houses that end up on fire or blown up, and we are approaching yeah. one of those stories here soon, but let me just go back in time again to um, the raid then. So, yeah, so I found out, didn't I? I went down uh, your friends upstairs... The lads upstairs. Have they been watching the raid? Well, they were um, blind twitching. I'm, I'm cuffed on a bench outside the apartments, and they're, they're in the apartments above, and I could try and be... You know when somebody's getting your attention, you're trying your best not to look, but you keep glancing and you don't want to look, but you can't help yourself? Yeah. So I was doing that, and I kept going like that. I'm thinking, if they see me looking up there, they're going to go up and raid them, Yeah. and they're going to connect us. And I don't want the lads getting into them, because they looked after me. They were good lads, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Loved the bones of them all. And... Um, so I was terrified of them getting caught. So I was just I'm like, when they went back inside and they're coming out with the stuff and the yeah. LSD, I nearly said his name. Then one of the lads was like this, and he's going, and I'm going, I'm like, oh, please stop looking at me. I'm going, I don't know what it is. I'm got a clue. And I'm like, I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm going to get out of this. I've had it, you know. Let me just inject something here. Um, so in the the World Woman World Woman was housed. There was two stories. And we had rented multiple apartments in that because wherever we had people operate in, we like would like our um, business model was such we'd have a, like a person with the product, 
bodyguards in another place, place where you could put the money, etc. So above her, she had co-defendants who were protecting her, let's say, armed to the teeth. One guy, he had a fully automatic weapon. I think we brokered a deal um, from somewhere. And he just, like, pulled the trigger in his in his apartment and it just went off, sprayed his wall with holes and didn't he blow the end of one of his, his thumb off or his, one of his fingers off as well? It was the end of his thumb, wasn't it? End of his thumb. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nuts. Just, just, to, just to put in context the kind of people who uh, were working for us back and then. And one of the lads who used to, because of couldn't sleep all the time, not because of drugs or anything, because they had, they had that much shit going on all the time. It was yeah. constant. Yeah. Because most of them were like night owls, aren't they? Yeah. Um, that one of them would maybe go to bed and go to sleep, he said, and he'd sit in a chair with his gun and he wouldn't move from his side. Yeah. He'd just sit there until I slept. Yeah. And make sure I had a few hours. That was Andy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He looked after me, Andy. Yeah. Trusted, I trust Andy with me life out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, he was solid as fuck. Yeah. All right, so they're, they're blind twitching at you. Yeah. You've got your handcuffs Idiots. on. And um, the, 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 the police are sweating you. Yeah. And uh, But they let you go, didn't they? With well, the they took me... The, they wanted to follow you, basically, and the, see the, what you did. They let me go to see... Yeah, basically, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. soft. You know, I'm not stupid. Yeah. So I knew the minute they gave me the card, what, what they were planning, I thought, if I don't yeah. phone them, they're just going to follow me and lead me to you or whoever anyway, or yeah. you, they'll get you coming to me. One way or the other. So that's when we went. I went into hiding in that apartment for a couple of days, and yeah. then off to Mexico. Yeah. Because otherwise, it'd have been a done deal then. So there was a shipment arriving as well. It had arrived. It and was next door. So I said we had multiple apartments. There was a shipment of ecstasy, thousands of ecstasy, on a doorstep. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, all Two right. Two days it was on that doorstep. I ended up taking it in myself and putting it in next door because um, nobody take it in, nobody move it, nobody touch it. Because Big Mike had grabbed one of them. There was another one came. Yeah, yeah they were terrified they wouldn't touch it. Another like, one just came. Get it in. Another one came as well, and Big Mike showed up on his motorbike. Yeah. I think this was when he was in Mexico. Yeah, he took the other one. And I had to meet him in a car park. This, these were the sketches. There was four. There was four apart. Four boxes. There was. Yeah. All together. Didn't you guys say the neighbours were starting to look at it, like what, wonder what's in that kind of thing yeah. or something? So these packages, the police are watching this place. It's been raided. The packages are arriving and we're figuring, how the hell are we going to get these packages out we didn't know there? if there was anybody in the apartment opposite watching because yeah. it was like a little two blocks like that with a little path going through the middle and trees and stuff. And in the police paperwork, like they hidden, did have people it? in apartments yeah. over the years watching us. See, there was my apartment here and this corner one was the one. Yeah. The delivery one. Yeah. The lads were upstairs and we didn't know, know who was opposite us. Yeah. And there was always somebody twitching on that end one, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. And we wouldn't touch them parcels because the minute you put your hands on that parcel, they've got you. Yeah. So nobody would touch them in the end. I got one in and then another one come. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, no, I didn't get that one. It was another delivery I got in. Mike had got one of them. Yeah, Mike got that one in. It was the first delivery I got in. Because I took him in the empty apartment next door. So Mike had died. He ended up in prison after, after our gone. case. This was in more recent years. And it, it was a drug offence. He, he I think he transported meth to out of state, to another state. He ended up in this other state's uh, prison. And my understanding is he had a mole 
that changed colour and they're so tight on giving you medical treatment in jail, they wouldn't t treat it. And he got cancer throughout his body and died. I know, terrible. So sad, isn't it? Yeah, he's a lovely fellow, man. Lo absolutely lovely. Had our back through, through some major situations. Very handsome. Really big Very guy, handsome, handsome boy, with yeah. a husky voice. And um, so sad, so, you know... R.I.P. Big Micah. Yeah, it's sad yeah. for the way a few of them have gone. To be honest, I mean, who was it? Which one with the with this? Well, the head next one, on the, the fireplace. The guy, the guy who took you to Mexico in the beginning was Cody Bates, mm. and Cody Bates, he was the one who was like, he never took drugs. He always looked out for any, if anyone had done That's too much drugs, he looked out for Cody them. Makes he made sure everybody was safe all the time, everywhere yeah. we did any, anything we did. And after like a prep boy, like a. Prep school prep, which lad, made him it, good at yeah. smuggling drugs because he just looked like a preppy person. Mm. So when I met him, he was suicidal, but he said working with us and you know having a house and doing all this stuff put meaning into his life. But when we all got arrested after not doing drugs for all those years, he went straight to heroin. It's mad that isn't it? I can't believe he went on heroin. And he got put just in a Scientology rehab by he his never parents. Never weed. He never done anything, did he? Never. And in the Scientology rehab, they put him on a drug that had a side effect of suicidal thoughts and he killed himself, I think he hung himself. That's shocking. And if people want to check that case out, his family were awarded six figures. And if you Google, Courtney Bates, suicide, Scientology rehab. Sad. I think it, it, if it's still online, it should come up, yeah. So all these stories are and very... And these Scientology people are probably giving these drugs out to everybody, these tablets to all kinds of people who can affect. So all these stories are very real. They're very real. I wish they were in some of them. So, um, what was it like then the day I tried to um, tell you guys you need to go to Mexico? Was there some resistance from the wild ones? Um, at first, there was. I didn't want to go anywhere, especially to Mexico. Um, but it's a case of having to. And I knew you were only up the road, really. It's like being, going from Witness to Runcorn, and it's just across the road, really. Yeah, and it's just there. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't like I was going miles away, but the thoughts of being on my own with Peter in Mexico was a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. We went there two days and he set the house on fire. Yeah, we're going to get to that. <laughs> All right, so Cody Bates then, just a preppy, normal-looking guy, isn't yeah. he? Very short, um, was it gingerish, like pale hair? Yeah. Uh, a blondish, gingerish hair. And um, he, I gave him some spending money for you, didn't I? Mm -hmm. And tell him, you know, go down there and get, get them a place, and we got you this place. So when you arrived in Mexico after this drive with Cody, what what was the drive like actually when you're going down there with Cody? So I was a bit scary, like because Peter was still in one and he wanted he didn't want to go. Obviously, yeah. he just didn't want to go, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take me skin his face." Because he still wanted to kill skin. Yeah, it was just to talk him just, out of it. He was just focused on that all the time. That's all you ever get. Even in Mexico, that's all he went on about. He was yeah. adamant he was going to get him. Yeah, thank God yeah. he never did. Like yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. I can't really remember most of it. It was just a, it's a blur, a lot of it, because it happened so fast within days of having to go and peace coming home, coming back, and mm -hmm. him off his barney, straight on this crap again, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just straight on it again. It was terrible. So you arrive at this nice house. What did the house look like? It was a lovely little house. It was just up on a little hill. It was like a little... Um, it was on the dune bug somewhere, like on the beach. Yeah. It was a lovely little place, and... We weren't there long. We'd gone down to this little local bar at the bottom of the hill by the beach. So we went down there for a little drink. Yeah. Had a couple of drinks. Um, just quiet, you know, normal night, as normal can be for me then. 
went back to the house and he just starts, blah, blah, blah. I seen you looking at them over there. You were after that fella over there and started the usual shite. So I just told him to shut up and he was a dickhead and we ended up scrapping. He ended up running at me. So I boosted out and boosted the coffee table, which slid across the floor and hit the gas pipe. And the gas pipe went and the whole floor went blue. I lifted my legs up because I saw the we were still scrapping going out the door because I'm trying to get him out because the fire house is going on fire and he just still wanted to fight. Hadn't a cigarette been lit at some point? We were smoking. <laughs> you having a fag break in between the fight. <laughs> so when you hear about <laughs> stories of them hitting each other... I just stopped for a fag. This, yeah. the, the Wild Ones did have a relationship that was very volatile and violent yeah. and they always got back together... Even though I, I would take you to the side uh, when I said, you guys, you know... You, I stayed away. Yeah, yeah. I stayed away. Yeah. He wouldn't stay away because he knew I had the crap. So while the woman was was trusted to hold on to the stuff, because wild men would just consume any amount you put in front of him. All of it. So you, you guys then, um, are you just get out of the house in time. Yeah. Only just, and the fire engine's coming, obviously. And all the windows go and everything. Yeah, the whole house went off. The whole house just bam, like... Well, they're not made of much, are they? Yeah, yeah. Little shacks, aren't they, really? So Peter described quite a comical story of the fire engine. I can't remember now. You have to like, something you from have to... like something from Bill and Ben? Yeah. Yeah? The dead old one, yeah, the yeah, old dead yeah, one. It's an yeah. old little place where we was. Was it uh, Lost Conscious? No. Um, Porto Penasco, Rocky Porto Point. Penasco, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. We, yeah, but we were in Lost Conscious at first. Lost Conscious, In the yeah. caravan yeah. thing as well. We ended yeah. up there as well, on the beach. Yeah. Lost Conscious, that's in Porto Penasco. Yeah. But where was that little house? Where did we end up in that little house? It was somewhere down... I, I never the saw way. the house. It was, it was up in smoke before I even had a chance to get down little, there. I don't know, I was only there a couple of days. <laughs> I think it was our first, second night there or something. I'm like, I can't believe it. Like, <laughs> Just paid the rent on it and everything. <laughs> and then we moved to the, uh, it was like a caravan, but it's not a caravan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a mobile home, but it was on these be beautiful gated area on a beach in Lost Conscious. Yeah. Con conscious. conscious. Um, that was beautiful. It had a sun deck on it and everything. It was lovely there. And then people got sent over yeah. to us. Yeah. Same people got sent. All right, before we get to that, <laughs> before we get to let me just go back in time to what my thoughts were then. I was like, before the wild ones went to Mexico, I was told that if the wild ones, especially wild men, act up in Mexico, the Mexicans would take care of them. People were like, yeah, they think they're big and bad and tough in Arizona. <laughs> they can't mess around like that in Mexico. So Cody Bates, who had coordinated the house, paid the rent, took him down there. He went back down there with provisions and he shows up at the house. And the house is no longer. looks like it has exploded. <laughs> well, it did. It was the gas went off. <laughs> the gas pipe went off. It just went... <laughs> so Cody Bates, upon hearing previously that if the wild ones acted up down there, the Mexicans would kill them. Thinks the Mexicans have killed them. <laughs> yeah, he thought people was up. He shit himself. <laughs> he shit himself because he uh, thought he was yeah. next. <laughs> and he drove all the way back. I think they're dead. To Arizona <laughs> to report to me 
the the house has been bombed. Maybe the, the you know the cartel must have got pissed off with them, and something's happened. They don't play around in Mexico. No, the, you know. <laughs> so I'm thinking, right. <laughs> My first thought is that the wild ones are indestructible. We've got to get to the bottom of this. I was naturally concerned for Peter and Kerry. Yeah, <laughs> the house is blown up. You know, your best mate's house is blown up. There's going to be some natural concern, but you know how tough they are. You could put them in any environment and they will dominate. Mm. So I was thinking, we've got to get to the bottom of this. Now, I had a guy working for me who was a, a, a US military sniper, a gay guy. Um, I think we called him Frankie Flowers. I think in the book he's called Tommy Tulips. So we sent we sent um, tulips down to Porto Penasco because he was someone who spoke multiple languages, including Spanish. So tulips goes down to Porto Penasco, and he was a very smiley guy, and he's very mm. mild mannered, and he could talk to people. So I knew he would find out right away what had happened, and um, he located you guys, didn't he? Where did he find us? Would we be in a hotel or had we re-rented re somewhere by then? I can't remember, you know. The local people told him what had happened about the accident, yeah. the fire. Did we stay with him? And somebody? I think he, he located you guys and he came back and he told me the whole story of the fight and the sm the cigarette mm -hmm. and the house blowing up like like out of a movie scene. It did go off like... Yeah, yeah. It was weird, it was like slow motion. I saw the blue flame go across, because it's all tiled floors, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, So it was just like this ceramic tile floor, and I just saw the blue flame go... Yeah. And it went like that, and the next minute we were telling, hey, you dickhead, all you've done is grab me. <laughs> <laughs> like something of the Goonies or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then he drags me out, but he cracked me ribs, dragging me out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we cracked to, to him Trying to get ribs. you out in, yeah. in time so you wouldn't get on fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to finish me off himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Tulips finds you guys then. You've now relocated. Yeah, I think we ended up in the... the place in Lost Conscious then on the... Yeah. ...traveling place. That was lovely. And then he just destroyed that awful up there because he ended up... Driving somebody's car and crashing it into the sand, he couldn't drive. Wildman was all. Everyone was instructed never ever to let Wildman drive because whenever he's been behind the wheels, he's always wanted to know what it would feel like just to crash it into the nearest car or wall. So that's what he done. That's so that's exactly what he did. Yeah, straight into a wall. Straight into a wall. Yeah. Who who was daft enough to give him the car keys? Um, what's his name? I was on about him the other day off uh, Danger Mouse. What's his name? Penfold. What's his? Oh, the postman. Penfold and um, yeah, the postman in hard time. He's called in, in party time. And the other lad, he was with him. Yeah, they gave put him behind the wheel. Yeah, because they come with somebody else. Remember? Yeah, yeah. All right, so I end up down there, don't I? How how long is it by by the time you've been down there before I end up down there? We were there a while, and then you come down for spring break, didn't you? So what what the plan was before they went down there? I said, look. Because you couldn't risk coming down to see we're, us. We're going to change know. our smuggling route because certain things have happened. And one of those things involved you, whereby you got stopped with vitamin containers at the airport. That was right at the beginning. That was my first yeah. trip over but there. But there was like... a series of mishaps at airports. This was the one of the first ones. Mm. 
So describe what what did you have in your luggage? Can I get in trouble over in this country for no, discussing about this right now? You can't because um, <laughs> before I incriminate myself. We, we've been we've been convicted. Allegedly, <laughs> we've been convicted of all these crimes. It's double jeopardy. Mm. We're not going to say mention any countries other than the country you arrived in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I arrived in the the country. Yeah, yeah. With three or three huge yeah. jars like this of weight gain powder, it said on them. Yeah. And they were filled with Scrooge McDuck ecstasy pills. I think it was yeah. like fifty thousand pills or something like that. It was, it was tens of tens of thousands. Tens of thousands yeah, yeah. in there. It was a lot. Um, and because I'd just come home from America because I'd been there for three months. Yeah. I think they were under the impression I was just out of degree. I don't know why they didn't let me back in the country, but they were adamant not to let me back in for some reason. So they stopped me at the airport, they opened up the jars. Yeah. They tipped out the tablets into their hands, put them back in the jar. I'm watching side on like this, shaking like a shitting dog, thinking I'm the rest of my life's done. Smuggling drugs, I'm done. If you know what I mean? Ow! Somebody was looking over me that day, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. How that happened, I'll never know, because even thinking about it makes me shake. Yeah. It was very scary. Um, they opened the lid, tipped them out, looked at them, back in the jar, put them back in my case. I told you to have a nice day. Have a nice day and go back to England. <laughs> and sent me back home yeah. with them. So I was formulating, after a few uh, international mishaps, I was I kept messaging you and phoning you saying, I'm in a certain hotel and I have my luggage. Yes. I have all my luggage. Because okay? everybody yeah. kept telling you that I'd been arrested and that they were coming for you because I'd have grassed you up. Yeah, yeah. They were all telling you, filling your head with all kinds of crap, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, and it all was smooth in the end. Yeah. Um, I'm like, nope, I'm here. <laughs> so I, I, after a few mishaps, I was formulating a new plan, a new smuggling route. Discussed it with a lawyer, and she said, start bringing them in through Mexico. In a sock. Piñatas, diving tanks, everything. One of them brought them in a sock. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> All right, so um, so before you guys were so hot in Arizona, you went to Mexico. I, in, in the speech I gave to, to Peter, as the reasons you guys needed to be yeah. down there, it included to pave the way for these smuggling missions. Yeah. And if you guys let him think he had a mission as well, make him feel important. Yeah, that's the main thing with Peter when he was off his head. Because to make him think he had something to do. If you're running drugs through Mexico, you got a game with the locals, and you guys managed to get all the local get all the locals on your side, didn't you? Which paved the way. That went without even trying, though, just because of who we are. I think because we're so comical, I guess they thought we were hysterical. Yeah, you know, just our sense of humour and the way we speak and stuff. So they were fascinated with us anyway. Yeah, so yeah. they befriended us so easily, especially the Federalis. They loved me. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I end up down there on spring break because we were timing a mission for when all the students are crossing the border, and there's forty thousand pills coming in, mm-hmm. which Grady, the guy who lived upstairs, who shot his off. Mm. Um, he was bringing in computer towers. Yep. And um, I say to Peter, I say, look, we've got all these pills coming in. Can you be on your best behaviour? And I think we were at the nice beachfront property that we'd rented the for you. Yeah. yeah, it was lovely there. I think it was me, you, yeah. Cody Bates and G-Dog. And we were waiting for somebody to come with the delivery. And the delivery was running and a bit late. my delivery, my child. And while man, <laughs> while man was getting... 
increasingly uh, like a bit paranoid and crazy. And then he said someone had ripped him off for a $10 crack rock. Do you remember? He, he goes to me. It's just all the time. Sean, take me back into town. Yeah, yeah. This guy's ripped like me off all, for a $10 crack rock. He was like that rock. all the time. He was terrible. I said, Peter, we've got 40,000 pills coming. Mm. We've got to lay low right now. It's running late. Something could have happened. And you want to go and beat someone up on the main yeah, strip? $10 crack. And he goes, I don't care whether it's 40,000 pills or $10. It's terrible for it. Nobody rips me off. And his eyebrow was up yeah, here. Yeah, that eyebrow goes the like, red a dots. like a triangle, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the red dots were going. Yeah. So he was so aggressive, I ended up saying to him, look, I'll run you into town to try and calm him down. But don't do anything. Just, you know, get another crack rock off this guy. Yeah, he, some money. And he promised me he wouldn't, he wouldn't do anything. So... The, 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 the main strip was quite busy. There was cops on both sides of the road. I see the cops like, for fuck's sake, Peter, don't do anything to this guy. He's like, there he is. And the cops are right by the guy. So he used the momentum of the vehicle to fucking time a punch on the side of this guy's yeah. head and bang it against like a lamppost or a bus stop post or something and knock this guy out and jump out and maul him like the burr. I'm like, there's cops on that side. Of cop. I, I said to him, as Peter, if you do do anything, fuck it, I'm, I'm leaving you. Yeah. I got the fuck out of there and left him mauling this guy. So I get back to you and I say, Kerry, he's just twatted the crack dealer in front yeah. of the cops. I gave Cody Bates some money. I said, look, go and bail him out. And then like 30 minutes later, he just walked in smiling. Yeah, he does. I know those cops, they get drugs from me. Yeah. Well, they do. They used to come and get all kinds off me. We were friends with all of them. Like, the Federalis got me out of the cells a couple of times. Yeah. And they were above the cops. Yeah. They're above the guard, yeah, because the guard is the cops. And then yeah. there's the Federalis who ride around on the pickup trucks with the rifles and everything. We're running pizza around on military yeah. trucks. Yeah, they do. They, they, they gave they me made some tour. fella come back and apologise to me because he needed to run my foot over on the car. I was only crossing the road, and it was my fault. I yeah. stepped out, and it was just a truck... Spring break, load of lads, you know, all drunk in the truck, yeah. and passed, and they just didn't stop. And I just stepped back. Yeah. Federelli's right behind and made them come back and say sorry to me. I'm like, it's all right, lads, it's all right. And I'm like, oh my God, it's awful. Some pretty serious guys that were connected to the cartel um, took me on a tour in like a military truck. Yeah. On my own to all these like weird places and introduced me to people. Mm. Yeah. Very strange. Very crooked. Strange, but. Um, to Andy to have in, in your pocket though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing, you know, writing now about the cartels and research in Mexico and what it was like with the violence, the whole country's divided into plazas. Mm. And to run drugs through a plaza, you've got to be in with the locals, otherwise they will take everything yeah. off you. And well, they, they will do they, they will they will torture you, kidnap you and hold well, you yeah, for ransom. Take you to the desert. Yeah. They yeah. don't care. Yeah. It's like the um, if you've not got any money in your pocket. When you arrest you, you've got no chance of getting out to sell. Yeah. And you don't get fed or anything unless your family brings it in. Yeah. Yeah. So how long were you guys um, have control of Mexico for? How long were you down there? I can't remember. We were there about a year. About a year, year or so, was A year and a half, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We were there a while. So th those pills come in around spring break and we decide to have a party. 
we've hid the pills off in a vehicle. We've got so many vehicles. We're moving everything mm. around. So many places rent. We're moving everything mm. around. And we decide to have a party, don't we? And we've got a friend. We call her Turbo Dyke in the book. The head of the... She said I, she could have sex with any woman way before any man. Yeah. Um, very tough, short. She's the one who was... Peter, the only she's the only person who Wild Man moved in with who did not move out of her own house right, within days. Right, yeah, right, got you done. We showed up. I said, Wild Man was too hot in Tucson. There'd just been a situation with multiple police cars mm-hmm. called out. And I'm calling all my mates. Can you, can you house Wild Man for a few days? And they're all shit scared. No way. <laughs> please don't do that to us, Sean. Please. And she's like, yeah. She, I, call, I call her. And she's like, yeah, move him in. You can walk my fucking dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, Andy. So she moves. We we arrive at her house. She answers the door naked. That was just a, her thing. She was a striptease dancer as well. And she, she just was, didn't have any inhibitions. About she her did, body. had no inhibition. She was always naked, doing the house clean, everything. Unless so, I was there, then she was dressed. Was she? Was she? Because <laughs> I arrived one night. I arrived at hers one night, mm. and um, Peter was on the sofa. Um, Turbo Dyke was sat on Turbo a chair Dyke. watching the TV, just completely naked, just watching TV, all happy. Peter was sat on the sofa. These dogs were like, they looked like half Rottweilers, half pit bulls or something. They were, um... There was Bella Boo was one of them. Yeah, she's better. What, she died, what was she? the other one? Bella Boo and... He did have to ask her, nearly said my son's name then, because he loved them, didn't he? He looked after them. Yeah, I arrive, and he's Peter's like half conscious on GHB. Yeah. Mm. He's playing with his own nipples. <clears throat> You're on the phone, screaming at him, like like murder. Oh look at this! <laughs> <laughs> He's playing with his nipples, yeah. listening to you on GHB. Bella Boo jumps up on him, just start licking his mouth and everything, and starts like get, trying to French kiss him. Yeah, and he's like, he's so out of it. He's uh. like, he could barely resist. So the dog's got his tongue oh, in his I mouth. Guess. You're like this. Because he kept telling me he was going off to these meetings and doing business, and he wasn't. He was getting off his tits with titty girls all the time until I caught him. And I'm going to beat him up or something, not here. What, what, <laughs> what did you used to say to him when you found out he was hanging out with titty girls? Yeah, Matt. What, you know, why do I hang around with titty girls? Well, you know the response on that one, don't you? What happened there? Last time I went to titty bar. We're going to get to the story in a minute. So I walk in. And um, like, what the fuck's going on here? The dog's French kissing, wild man. She's on the sofa naked with her pierced breasts and a pierced clitoris watching TV. And um, it was just absolutely mental, wasn't it? It's absolutely And she's like, yeah, and, uh, he walked me dogs and all these people who were threatening me, he's beat the fuck out of them and he walks me dogs. He's, I love having Peter living with me. Yeah. Nobody else would, no. could, could fucking cope. She was totally down for the cause. She was all right. Uh, so I'm, I'm setting the table for the Mexican spring break story here. We decide to have a party. The shipment comes. We've got it boxed off. There's G-Dog. And G-Dog starts going out with Turbo Dyke, doesn't he? Yeah. And um, there's you. There's, 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 there's loads of us down there. There's more and more appearing, isn't there? And um, all the jocks are down there. All the spring breakers are down there from the university. And um, mm. next thing, you see like... I think it must be a flatbed truck or something, like a fl- it's like a float, like a carnival thing. Yeah, they are going yeah. through 
all these jocks, there's hundreds of jocks now just yelling and cheering. And you hear all this like yelling and cheering just cascading. And sex on the bonnet. And then there's, there's <laughs> no Turbo way. Dyke. Yeah. She's got two girls on the flatbed truck. But the traffic's that, that vast that they go very, very slow. Going very slow. Like an, it was like an it exhibition. Was on the it was like a float, wasn't and it? Just very, very, very slow. Slower than a float. They were doing the, the Dyke Triangle, the lesbian triangle. On, and all the men and all the everyone's just cheering. There's all this commotion. And the bump of the car, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And next thing, there's like whistles. <laughs> whistles. And the cops. The cops start coming. Get so, in. So the cops run, right, to try and arrest the women doing this sexual um, display. Yeah. And then the, all these jocks rise up and form a wall to protect them. Because they've run in. We were in the... Was it a little hotel room or something? We were on the we'd front. Rented, on the we'd yeah. rented little houses and everything. Little house on the front, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Near the end here, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we, we'd Mad. rented a house. Um, undercover cops were down there as well, you know, trying to trying to suss us out at that really? time. Yeah, from Tempe. And... Um, then, like, the jocks are throwing, like, bottles and cans at the cops. Yeah. The girls jump up and run, and you've got like naked girls Did running up. I nearly said her name then. You've got cops with whistles running after naked girls. We got it in though, didn't we? With jocks throwing things at them, trying to block it. I'd it never chaos, seen anything like chaos. it in my life. It was crazy. And we didn't even orchestrate this. This no, was just this a normal was, spring break. This was Sally Whack. This was Turbo Dyke. This was what she had <laughs> orchestrated herself. Yeah, no. She was a top one. But because top, it, one because top it was woman. spring break and the traffic, there's that much traffic, they might as well just been on the stage in front of us because the traffic yeah. wasn't moving. She just yeah. got up on top of this bleeding truck. It was almost a riot yeah. situation. And we did manage to extricate her mm. and get her in one of the houses. Yeah, we got her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She'd probably whitewashed them all anyway. She's she cuddled. Would've. She's she cuddled. Because Peter always used to say, just hit me as hard as you want in the face, and she'd just punch him. Yeah. She really liked punching him yeah. in the face. And he loved it as well. Um well, he used to tase out his own balls, didn't he? He's, yeah, he used to, to say, <laughs> anyone tase me anywhere you want. And he was like, his toes were getting tickled. Yeah. Yeah. Not right. So, all right, so um, we're in Mexico. There's some sketchiness goes on, so I switched this pills to somebody else. We do manage to get that 40,000 pills over the border, but that was one of the last shipments, I think, because things yeah. were deteriorating fast. And um, you guys decide to come back before 9-11, don't you? Two days before it was, or the day before. What led up to we you guys just, wanted to come back? I'd had enough. I couldn't cope with them anymore. And I said to yeah. her, we had no money. I couldn't get any money together or anything, because yeah. the quick we got money, the quicker he'd spend it and go and buy crack. He, he sold me son's passport and everything Yeah. for crack. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was he was getting more violent, more aggressive, because the more he couldn't have it, the more he got. What mm. it, you know what he's like when he couldn't get his own way, when he yeah. wanted his stuff. Yeah. And it just got too much in the end. He actually um, slit his wrist while we were in Mexico, in the condo. And um, he's sitting on the bed like this. And our, my son says he's, like, he's cutting him, he's cut his wrist. So I walked up to him and I said, let me have a look. And I went, bleed, you bastard, and opened him up more and walked off and left him and sat on the beach for two hours. <gasps> so my son says, we can't just leave him there. What happens if he dies? I said, well, he's killed himself. What are the police going to do? They're not going to arrest me, are they? If he slits his own wrist, if he's dead, he's dead, because that's the point I got to in the end with him. 
um, sad to say, because it just bent a whole broom in the shape of my head, on my head. Praise him doing that. So when he went and said, I want to die, I said, well, die then. Do us all a favour. And he sat on the end of the bed, cut his wrist, and I went, boom, and pulled his wrist down so it opened, bleed, and walked off and went and sat on the beach for a few hours. Still alive when I went back. Nothing that'll kill him, he's like a cockroach. <laughs> oh, well, your lungs did, didn't they? What, uh, what, did you see him do any other crazy behaviour to other people down there while he was acting he, up? He just do, he threatened them with all kinds, you know, he was just, he was crazy. He, he threatened them and they were that scared of him because he was mental. Who's they? Uh, what was his name? Um, this Scooter fellow. They, oh, Victor? Victor. Yeah. And the other, there was two Victors, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. There was one who was like, Victor. <laughs> yeah, those was... victors are the ones who hooked us up with some important yeah. people down there. They were good fellas then, but yeah. they were terrified to Peter. They really had our back, those victors. Yeah, good lads, good Locals. fellas. And one of them was the guy who went, who rented out the, the, the quads. The quads. Yeah. yeah, and that's how we got talking to him was through the quads. Yeah. Well, he tried to run him over with the quads. Peter tried to run Victor over. Yeah, when they first met, you know, I'll run you over, and this is how. See, so they all very loyal to him in the end. Yeah. Because he knew he was capable of anything, he was puddled. He's crazy. Yeah. He's psychopathic. Yeah. Plus they buzzed on him, they thought he was funny, which he was at times, I guess. Because they you called know. him El Oso, didn't they? Yeah. They loved him like... The bird, because he was fighting style with more people. Yeah. And there was a club that you at guys took me to called the Rodeo. The Rodeo. El Rodeo. There was a few. We went to the Pattaya was one, wasn't it? Do you remember El Rodeo, El though? Where it was just nobody from America went there. Oh, that was up in the um, in the back. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was up in that back place, isn't it? Up... Oh god, it was like that. a little midget with boils on his face oh. at the door, and we go in, and the Black Widow was there. Do you remember yeah, the Black oh, Widow? Yeah, yeah. Describe the Black Widow. Wasn't it? Very it's tall trans person with black trans. dark makeup. Yeah. And Peter said that people she seduces people and they they wake up with their organs missing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That was the story about was whether yeah, yeah. whether it was true or not, but that was like a living legend type of thing, you know what I mean? But she was weird. Uh, but there was two rival gangs, yeah. wasn't there as well? And the, we always ended up in a melee mayhem at that rodeo. Yeah. But because always... you guys were so tight with the locals, we could go in there, no, yeah. have no problems. We used to have a good night in there. Remember the barman? It was like... Um... Oh, he was, was like a, a vampire Gary Glitter looking character. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Vampire Gary Glitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like some out of a Tarantino uh, movie, wasn't it? Was it was a weird that, little that place. Yeah, it was a little weird little bar, but it was yeah. we had fun in there because it was did. out of the way. You know what I mean? It was. Yeah. And the Pattaya was another one we used to go to. That's where I got arrested a couple of times there with my tin of Altoids. Did, did they arrest <laughs> you with the with the stuff? With Altoids, yeah. Was it Altoids or no, was it our stuff? It was an Altoid tin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what happens when you get arrested in Mexico? The Federalis come and got me out. The Federalis bailed well, you I out? Well, I had the money in my pocket yeah. and I knew if I had money, they'd take it all. And yeah. I had a couple of grand because I'd sold a lot. Yeah, yeah. So when they first took me into the jail, whatever, the shit or whatever it was, yeah. um, I told them I needed to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So they let me use the restroom. So I goes to the restroom and I takes the money out of my pocket and I left $50 in this pocket and put the rest behind the toilet. Yeah. So when I went into the cells, 
um, they asked me did I have any money. I said, that's all I've got. So they took that off me. Um, and about an hour or two later, the Federalis come walking in, and the next thing I know, I'm being released. So I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just go to the restroom and clean my face? <laughs> got my money back in my pocket, knocked the door and mugged him. I think I gave him about $500, something like that. Yeah. And out of trust. So the police left me alone from then on. Right. So how many times did you get arrested down there? They tried to arrest me a couple of times. I only actually went in the cells the the ones. Mm -hmm. There was a few attempts, but, you know, they, and they'd leave me alone. What was the cells like then? They were the most men and women together. Yeah. You, Jesus. The men and women together in the cell. They don't... Um, I know yeah. that fly's been bugging me for hours. Yeah. They don't separate. Um, they're just... Little shithole, they're just filthy. You don't get fed, you don't get nothing unless you have family to bring your toilet roll or anything, and you don't have nothing. What's wrong with the toilet? Just is it a hole in the ground? Um, I don't know, I didn't use him. Yeah, wasn't there long enough, thank God. And was like men giving you like swatting? There's only two men in no, there's only two men in there, yeah. and I think one of them was just drunk on the floor, and the other fellow was just like he looked like down, proper upset, like he shouldn't be there, yeah. He was Mexican, like he just like he'd just been raiding for the night, maybe he'd been drinking or something, but right. there were no trouble to me, like, because I yeah. just rattled them. I'm English. <laughs> did, anyone, did anyone give you any trouble in Mexico? Um, no, not really. Yeah. Not that I can think of. Not really. No, we had a good time there when we were uh, mm -hmm. not fighting. Yeah. And when he wasn't running around looking for crack or whatever, anything he could get his hands on, to be honest, anything. Did you ever go into the shanty towns around that area? Where, like, the shanty towns, what do you call a shanty? Like the barrios Like the that. corrugated no. metal? No, I went stuff. up into the barrios and that, you yeah. know. I got attacked by a dog and bit. I had to go in the hospital have a needle. What did the barrio look like? It's weird because it's so dark. It's black. We'd yeah. have to go there because he'd go to his little house there where they'd move a curtain and save it out the window. Yeah, yeah. And it's pitch, pitch black. And the tiny little hut houses, they're only tiny little houses. Mm. But you don't know you're upon a house until it's there. Mm. And they're everywhere. And the dogs just come running out from nowhere to run out. Took a chunk out of my ankle, I had to go and get a baby shot and everything. What the hell did it? Yeah. Because it just comes from nowhere. It was only a little thing, but it just comes shooting out the dark. Yeah. I think I was on my way down to the shop, but I had to cut through the barriers to get to the shop from where right. we was. Wow. Because um, we ended up in this rotty hotel near the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, in this room, it was, it was terrible near the end of Mexico. Um, so this dog just come out and took a chunk out of my ankle. Yeah. I ended up in hospital there when my back gave out. Mm -hmm. I was, um, that's when we stayed in the caravan. Yeah. So we squatted in there. We were squatting in the caravan. Wow. We just broke into a caravan and stayed there. So yeah. Peter, Peter, because all the money that he had for rent and stuff, when you were looking after him, yeah. was getting spent on crack. Mm. I didn't see any of the money. Peter describes then how there was also a group of people he took control of, you guys took control of, who were like, kind of like beach bums, and um, they were just like hustling around and like living on the beach and stuff, and he ended up like giving them things and they would sell them. He was one lad, but he ended up doing a run for you, do you remember? Oh, yeah. What was his name? So let's not say his name. No, but you know what I mean. Let's just yeah. say there was a guy, who, one of the smugglers that we lost. Yeah. This was part of the demise He was, as well one, of of the beach. He was one of the beach lads, but he, had, he lived with his parents and that, but he did stay on the beach all the time. He was like a 
he was American. But his family were high up, weren't they? Because yeah. his mum was in with the. But I think he a just wanted to do or something. Yeah, then he wanted to be one of them rebels kind of kids. I think you know, defies parents and do naughty stuff type. So he spoke Spanish. But I think I think Peter talked him into a lot. Yeah. I don't think he'd have done half any of it if it wouldn't have been for Peter, like yeah. goading him and getting him to you know you can you know. He spoke Spanish, so when I got down there, it was presented to me that he wanted to do a smuggling mission. Mm. And we we hooked, he's very stony faced, wasn't he? We arranged it because we thought he was stony faced. He could speak Spanish. Mm. This would be good. But Peter said that when he was on his way back, he'd stashed some in his sock that he, that he was he was consuming on the way back. Mm -hmm. So he's got all these thousands in his luggage, sock. and he's got them dropping out of his sock. That's what Peter said. Mm. That's how he got caught. Yeah. And um, I'm in Arizona. I get a call. From the Mexican, no, my lawyer gets a call from the Mexican police because everyone who worked for me had benefits, whereby you call this lawyer, mm. and she said my lawyer said that he'd been stabbed in the Mexican prison, and we needed to send him some money to the to a local lawyer to try and get him out. But we got to be careful because once you start sending these people money, it never ends. Yeah. So we sent him everything we had at the time in terms of cash flow, um, but then just everyone under the sun started calling asking for money. Yeah. Lawyers, police, everything. So we had to cut it off. So anyway, the guy was moved from where he was getting attacked, and I hope I've never heard from him to this I day. And I hope no. I hope he's done all right out of the situation. I don't know what happened. But to him his mum was not too happy, was she? And she was no. connected to a local politician. Yeah. And didn't they then start to turn the local business owners against you guys or something? Yeah. It got a bit a bit hurry. Yeah. Because of his son. So what? How did you know it was like it was turning against you? Well, wasn't it? Didn't we? Um, there's something to do. We were, the, we were still in the condo then, weren't we? Yeah. And then we ended up losing the condo because wasn't she friends with the landlord or? The something? landlord became one of the ten, ten witnesses against us in the original yeah, because, grand jury indictment. Um, they stole my passport from there. Yeah. They'd been in there and took my passport. Yeah. And said they never had it, and they did. They gave it Tempe Police. Yeah. Yeah. They stole my passport. Yeah. Because it just disappeared, and they said they never had it. I said, you've got my passport. And I fought tooth and nail all through my prison sentence, which I didn't have, so it was all pretend. Yeah. <laughs> um, while I was in prison, I fought looking for this. It's all in my police records about my passport. So things are going downhill fast for the entire organisation at this time. If you've read Party Time, it's on Amazon Worldwide, you'll know that my lawyer took me to the side and said, look, you've got to stop, the heat's on. So I'd stopped the importation, and this was before they'd even started the wiretaps. The wiretaps come later, which is why they didn't have any evidence on mm. the actual enterprise. They missed the boat. That's what my, my, uh, my other lawyer, the New Mexican Mafia, sent me later on, said they'd completely missed the boat. So... Um, in Arizona, I'm living with my girlfriend. I've stopped the importation, and I'm just the money's you know the stock market where I had my money has collapsed. So everything's just collapsing at the same time for everybody. It's collapsing for you guys mm. in Mexico. Wild man's getting more and more out of control. Yeah, he was just out of control. And, totally um, out of control. I send a female down there to pick you guys up and bring you back over the border which happened just two days before 9-11, because that border was closed then, wasn't yeah. it? And that, that, so I'll just call this person to protect her identity, Cousin It. 
Um, so Cousinette arrives in Mexico. The car was a shitter. I remember that distinctly. It went mad. Look at the state of the fucking car. <laughs> You're going to draw attention to yourself just on the state of it. It didn't even look like we were just going to travel through. It was, you could tell she lived in the bleeding car. Do you know what I mean? I thought, oh, my God. Let's do some of your major border crossing stories. Because oh one of them involves an es- they get captured and, and they escape. Should we do that one first? I don't know why they wouldn't let me in the country, though, you see. That's what baffles me. Yeah. I don't understand why they kept stopping me getting in the country. And so I was more adamant to get in there then. Yeah. Plus, I thought my kids were there. Yeah. Let's do the escape one. Um, which was Tijuana. So you're on the Tijuana right? border. Because I walked over Nogales, right? So that's San yeah. Diego, Tijuana. Yeah. And they got us out the car. So what? set it up she a bit. Drove, she went off. We sent it on him anyway. That wasn't causing it that time, was it? Yeah, in the car. But took you to the one where you escaped? Yeah, and she fucked off in the car. And they put us in the... In the um, oh, no. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it, the, wasn't it a striptease woman? A stripper? Stripper? Who, who drove you to that border? No. No, OK. No, it was her. In okay. a scruffy little car. Okay. It was only a little car and all the clothes in the back seat, I remember it. Yeah. And she got us there yeah. to the border place. And it's like a um like a tower thing, but not, you know what I mean? Like a yeah. Yeah, like a glass doorway thing where they stand. Yeah. And he looks at my passport. Mm-hmm. Obviously Peter didn't have one. <laughs> looks at my passport. And my name must be coming up on their computer every time they've run my passport. I don't know why. Yeah. Because um, I've never been in trouble up until oh, then. Oh, so Peter, wild man, had... I've, I know, it was the stripper who took Peter to the border. Yeah, they, did, they didn't... Peter, wild man, had been instructed, do not cross the border into Mexico because you're in America. It's like trying to tell yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in America. The problem right now is to smuggle one wild one into America from Mexico. If you go into Mexico, right. we have got two wild ones yeah, to I mean, smuggle. Because we'd already got it back over, hadn't we? America, that's double trouble. Under no circumstances, yeah. cross the border into Mexico. So what does he do? Go to Mexico. Go straight across the border. Because he was back in two, wasn't he? Nuisance. So now we've got the problem of two of you. So then, coming over the border together, and he's got no passport. So I was. They put us in this. Room, this glass thing where we could see all the traffic on the road. So you get you get <clears> you get captured at the border, and they go and off a, to go on this uh, radio thing and the chat, and he, he gets on this thing, and I'm looking. I said that door's open, you know, and please go. Should we just go through? And I said, what 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 are they going to do? Shoot us? So we'll just walk. I said, we didn't know what was going. Just act dumb. How so that's f- what we how just How far walked. away were the guards from you at this point? They were like they weren't that far. Yeah. They were like over there, like the other end of there. They weren't, they weren't that far. Yeah, yeah. At all. They were just talking, so we just snuck off and just walked. Back into Mexico. And once we got... Because it's only a bridge. It's only yeah, a yeah. road. It's not like a big, massive thing. You've got to cross and you're over the border again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I just we just walked and just went down the back streets, disappeared, and then you sent over Robbie and a load of lads. So I sent over Rosetti. 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 Yeah. And a group. Yeah. Um... To make it look like we're all coming back from spring break. On the, now we have to. Oh, it, was, it was the weekend. It was now we, weekend. Now we've got to move you from the Tijuana border because you're yeah. too hot now on the Tijuana border. Let's go to Nogales. We've got to move you now to the Nogales border. Yeah. 
And there's a crew of people making it look like a bunch of drunks are just walking back over the border. Yeah. That was the plan, wasn't and it? And Rosetti, whatever you call it, Rosetti, him, said to me, all you'd have to do is say you're from the USA. Yeah. He said, so they'll say to you, USA, you just say, yeah, USA, or just say, yeah. So we said, so I'll say to you, USA. So yeah. I went, yeah. He went, just keep your mouth shut. He said, say nothing with me Scouse accent. He yeah. said, there's no yeah. way you'll pass as an American. So I just kept my head low. And with me being small, yeah. and they were all taller, they just, I just smiled and <laughs> <laughs> inside I was shitting myself, saying, hey, this is it now, they've yeah. got, they got me again. Not that they could do anything with me, they just had to send me back. Yeah. And I was sick of getting sent back. Yeah, yeah. I've been through Toronto and everywhere, Canada, Mexico, everywhere, trying to get through. Two American borders. So where did you head to when you got through that border that time? Uh, Rossetti's girlfriend's house, was it? Is that where we were? Wasn't she a real estate person? It was some posh yeah. house. Lovely house. In like Chandler or something like that. Yeah, it was lovely, yeah, lovely house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we went there. How did you like living there? We went there long. Right. It was just a quick stay off for a couple of days until you sorted something out for us and then we ended up in Bonnie's, was it? Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. Boo-boos. Yeah, yeah. So this is a house whereby there's a DJ and his girlfriend and the girlfriend would cry watching the fish move around the tank. Yeah. And get <laughs> lost in beads. And get lost in beads. They're on meth all the time. Oh, yeah. She go on these little missions and then go off on another one. Did they have a bald she cat as well, a sphinx? Or was that someone else? She had a couple of cats. Yeah. She's she still got cats, but can I say her name? Boo. Call her Boo. Boo. Yeah, Boo. Boo's still got a cat. I still talk to her every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like living there? Was Peter now back fixated on killing Skinner? Um, well, that was before the Skinner thing, really, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. That was yeah. early days. That was that's early right. on. That I've was got before. It. Yeah, that was, that was early when I first yeah. got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, he was just on the um, going out with you and getting off his trolley phase. Really. Yeah. Going out and doing business at the beginning, getting off his face a little bit and partying a little bit. It was, wasn't was that bad at the beginning, to be honest. Right, it just accumulated. It had got worse. The more meth he done, the worse he got. Yeah, yeah. It's a very bad drug, though. Do you remember, I think, at um, that DJ's house, you said that Peter was, like, um, looking through the bathroom window or something... And it was one of the times he like turned on me and he was saying, I know, I know too much, or Sean's got the Mexicans coming or something. Yeah, he, was going, he thought you were going to get him killed and bury him in the desert, didn't he? Yeah. He even thought, and you were his best friend from, for life, you know what I mean? You were like yeah. blood relatives if you think you were blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was that paranoid and that off. Yeah. He was convinced you were out, out to kill him as well. It was yeah. it got beyond. Because he was looking at me and Rosetti in the car mirror. Yeah. He was on the back seat. He's like, I know too much. He you, kept telling me, I know I've heard them, I've heard them talking. I haven't heard anything, Peter. Yeah. There's nobody here to hear them talk. You're there, you're talking in our bathroom, you weren't even there. Yeah, yeah. He'd be in the house, I can hear them. I've just heard them, they're in there plotting. There's nobody in there, but he'd, he'd be terrible. Yeah. He had me on edge all the time. Yeah, yeah. All right, so jump back forward then to the 9-11. You come across the border, that's a smooth one, is it? In the car with Cousinette. Cousin, it's the one where we got pulled and I, we run off. Yeah. Right. I finally got over the boards with all the lads. We walked. Yeah. They left their car on the American side. Yeah. We walked through the Mexican side and then he put me in the car and then informed me, we've got another border to go through. So I said, oh, my God. Yeah. Can't, still can't breathe. So then he just lay, told me to lay down, put my head on one of the lads' knees. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like this if though I was asleep and just pretended I was pissed and asleep. Yeah, yeah. And I could hear them talk and said, oh, she had too many, then, oh, uh, she's well out of it and all that, Robbie yeah, yeah. Rosetti was saying. Yeah. So, and that was it then. And then when we got over the second board, and he said, you can sit up now, were you? I think I could have cried with relief. Because I couldn't wait to see me children. Yeah, yeah. That weren't there. So you, so you, all right, so you get back um, just before 9-11. Mm-hmm. And this is the final run now, isn't it, before the final arrest, whereby you're in um, Tempe and... Um, well, things were all right for a while then. So he moved in with DJ Spinelli, didn't he? Yes, and, and that's that, when he got Bell's palsy. And this is... Oh, my God, say say what happens. What happens? You come and got me and said, you need to go and look after the wild man. Yeah. His face is paralysed. Yeah. And I wasn't going to go because I thought, no, let him suffer. He'd had a stroke. Being the coward was. Peter had a stroke. One side of his face wouldn't mm. move. He's got the meth pipe in the <laughs> other side of he his face. He was fuming. And he goes to everybody. Sweat. Does a big inhale, blows up the smoke, <laughs> looks around the room with his red eyes and goes, people think I used to look scary. Just <laughs> fucking look at me now. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. And when glasses. he did that laugh. I know. It would shake, the whole room would shake, And he'd be like it? that at me, and then he'd get mad because he couldn't <laughs> be drooling, he couldn't suck drooling, his pipe, and he couldn't drooling. suck his pipe. And yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you get. Karma smacked you right in the face, hasn't she? <laughs> so this is another house, DJ Spinelli's house, that ends up... He moves out, of course, within a short of time. Ends up burnt down. He burnt down. I wasn't there. I, I, um, I get a call saying I need to go and pick him up, and he sat there on a wall by DJ Spinelli's yeah. house, covered in soot... Says it on fire. And he said, he didn't do it on purpose. He said he was like on a bunch of substances and he was upstairs falling asleep. And he was so high when the smoke started like appearing on the ceiling. He thought he was like tripping in like a Pink Floyd video way. And he was just smiling at the smoke and looking at it. I don't know he survived that, have you? I really don't. (laughs) And um, by the time he realised the whole house was on fire... I wasn't he managed there to then. get out of it. I wasn't with him then. I was in my own place then. I think he'd be fiddling around with the electrics and stuff, tweaking well, he out. To, he used to take laptops apart, and he used to take yeah. people's laptops off them and take them to pieces. Yeah. He weren't broke, but he'd break them. He didn't have any engineering skills. No. He, he just... Thinking he knew what he was doing, he didn't have a clue. Yeah. yeah. I'll fix that. He'd end up with all these laptops everywhere. None <laughs> of them worked. <laughs> Kept him quiet, though. <laughs> Kept him out of trouble for a bit. <laughs> In the months then before our final arrest, what was Wildman like? Just drugs. That's all he was interested in, just drugs and running away from Mexicans that weren't there, basically. I'm trying to find Skinner still. Oh, definitely after him. He was his main focus. Trying to talk him out of that was a... It just give up in the end. What just, kind of things was he saying? He, he just wanted to kill him. He wanted to kill him, yeah. bury him in the desert. He wanted to torture him first and then kill him. Yeah. But he wanted to torture and kill him. Because how dare he have the audacity to do that to his woman? The firebomb. Yeah. Yeah. That's the main thing. What's, besides all the other things and shady things that he's done, but that was the main thing that stuck with Peter was that bomb. Yeah. And then... Um, For all we thought and that, he's, he, just stuck, he just stood by me, you know what I mean? He just protected me yeah. through that. Yeah, yeah. What was the final property you were in when the last raid happened? Farmer. Farmer. House. Farmer Avenue. The Aven- house. Was it Farmer Avenue, was it? It was the house, wasn't it? The house. 
the farmer, oh, the partner yeah. was in farming as well. even the landlady got indicted, didn't she? Mm. Yeah. Well, she used to come sneaking around in the knife looking for stuff. Yeah. yeah. She couldn't push that away. Yeah. She used to come creeping around the night time, remember? That's why we locked all the gates and everything. She'd be creeping around the, the building of a night time looking for bleeding uh, meth. Right. Can you give me some meth instead of rent? <laughs> I haven't got any. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> so in we ended up growing all that weed in the uh, in the in the trough. Yeah. The lads come and take it away. Yeah, growing wild because they throw the seeds out the doorway. <laughs> all right. So what crazy stuff happened then before that final arrest? What other crazy stories are there? Oh my God! With me and him. With anything? Well, that we you were remember? we were under surveillance as. We later found out. So it was too late, though, for us to do anything, really, wasn't it? Yeah. They were already, like, right on us. They were on us they? anyway. The phones, they click, 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 and I could hear myself. And when it happens here in England now and I can hear myself, it sends me west. Well, it's, goes, been, it's been happening to me recently. All the time with me. Yeah. Where I can hear myself and I'll go after you. It's just a bad line here, I think. Yeah. But it sends yeah. you a bit skits when you've been... Doesn't it? Yeah. yeah I am a bit skits now. I'm yeah. very paranoid all the time now. Yeah. When I wasn't paranoid, I was just feelings, but now I'm more paranoid about my surroundings, and I'm I'm on edge all the time now. With yeah. I don't want to be around trouble anymore because I don't want to, of course, go through all that again, the prison and all that, and not see my family, and my kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, and was your computer telling you anything? When I logged on, a little, um, like a rectangle blue screen little block box would come up and say, I couldn't log on because somebody else has already logged onto your account. Would you like to try again later? And I just switch it off. Off. My computer was saying others are using others your computer right now. Others, yeah, others are now log. Yeah. Onto your, others are using your login, if you wish to log in or some. It was some little message and a, like a, like this long. It was like a little oblong blue yeah. right in the middle of the screen and just switch it off. I later learned that the multi-agency task force had flown a Department of Justice software engineer yeah. from Washington to Arizona. It's all in my paperwork, all the to, computers. To, to um, get in our computers. They had this system to get in our computers. Yeah. But I kept crashing the system bins. of all the stock market prices. Yeah. It's all in the police paperwork. They took me wheelie bins and never brought them back in times of BMTs. Tickets. Yeah. yeah. I was straight on that. Why's my bin not been empty and everybody else's has? Yeah. Because he didn't bring them back in time. They take them in the middle of the night, go through your garbage. I should have started putting shit in there for them. Yeah. I should have. <laughs> I should have got Peter to take a few dumps in the bin for me. He would have. Peter said there was a man up a telegraph pole yeah. or something as well. Did remember didn't what's have his name, Jason? When that one who was following us and that. Um, Black Impala. What's his name? Chase him. Give him Chase up the road as a farmer. Um, Grady. Andy and. Grady. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, legged him up the bleeding road. Yeah, yeah, the bald guy that had a weird yeah, face, ginger, ginger beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was he, the one who followed me all around. Um, on, on the on the day before my arrest, he showed up at my kickboxing place. Yeah, and he walked in, and he knew. I looked him. at him, and I remembered your description, mm -hmm. and I saw his face, and that was exactly what you just described—like a hills of eyes, baldy looking, yeah. scurry looking guy Reggie. with tattoos yeah. as well. And he knew, because he's like he just he tried to act normal and just left right away. He knew they knew we were onto him because yeah. it said in me in my police report it said um, something to do because they were wiring our phones at the same time. So I'm on the phone to Peter, saying to him, I'm "Going to be a bit late because I've got some black and pallor up my ass following us round." Yeah. So they heard me telling Peter on the phone that I was onto him. Yeah. So they knew I was onto them. You see, so when we come up to some roadworks, we got. 
into this traffic here where he got stuck. Yeah. And we yeah. just fucked off then. But they followed us from Farmer. Yeah. Right from the house. He pulled out from the, ga- the gas station thing across the road. Yeah. And that, that's when a lot, because the windows were so black. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing, a lot, does that be illegal in our country, that? Yeah, yeah. Which it would yeah. have been. Yeah, yeah. To have them that black. I said, that's not legal in our country. That's weird, that. Yeah. Not thinking anything of it at first. And my driver, mm-hmm. I think it was the bitch, was my driver at the, the time. Yeah. Um, she looked over and she went, all oh, right. And didn't say anything, and then we're driving up, and he was sort of like behind us at one point, and then he ended up in front of us, and he ended up pulling up into as if that we knew where we were going. So we got ahead and pulled up into this little cul-de-sac thing, little turn off, yeah, and waited for us, and then come up behind us again. And so I said, "Well, I said, is he following us, or am I just being a bit paranoid?" I said, "That's not breathing pollen. Keep disappearing." And at one point, as he's coming out, his window was down, and that's how I clocked his face, because he looked like that, and looked out the window. So I, I clocked him, and that's how I seen him. So then I said, "Just driving." We went into a fries, which is like an Asda, in case anybody doesn't know. Uh, so we went into a fries, and um, I bought a loaf. Just got a loaf. And it wasted at the ends of the car park on the ex- on the exit. So as we're pulling out, he pulls out behind us again. I thought, oh, nah. So we went to sex shop. Um, what was it called? Trails? No. What's it called, the sex shop? What was it called? Castle Boutique? Yeah. Went in there. And um, just rummaged around in there for a few hours, like about an hour. I think we just didn't. <laughs> and he would wait in the car park there for us. I thought, come on now. So as we comes back out and we start, I said, we're not going. We went, we're going to pick up a load of weed. Um, so I said, I'm not going to pick it up. So I'm not going. So let's turn about and let's go home. And then I'm phoning pieces saying, I'm going to be a bit longer than usual because I've got a black and pallet up my ass. It's followed us even into a fucking sex shop. Um, and it followed us all the way back until we hit them roadworks and we lost him there. And then the next thing, he's hanging out outside the house. And that's when Grady chased him up the street. And then you see him at the gym. Yeah. Mm. Three months they had us under the surveillance altogether. Under the police yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, any other police avoidance stories? Um, not really, no. Just on the phones and that, on that one where he's kept going past my window mm. with no reason to be going past my window because there was nothing on that side of my house. And he just kept going, like, if they were walking round... And like peeping in the windows and stuff like that. And yeah. that dodgy van across the road that was always there, that white van. There was a car park across the road from the house, wasn't it? With a little row of shops and it had that um where they'd done the ex export beers and all that. Yeah. Um there was that white van with them two fellas in and out of it all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I kept saying they're watching us. And somebody was saying, No, they just they're just workers. And everywhere I went, there was roadworks. Everywhere. Do you remember the woman in the high heels and the jacket? Outside um, Bonnie's, because Bonnie's was like this and there was like apartments and stuff. And then you'd look up the road and it was like, and there was a woman with a jackhammer thing in heels (laughs) and a viz on. And I'm looking, I'm thinking, are you taking the piss? For real, you don't think I'm going to notice you in your stillies? Whether she's a supervisor or not, I don't care. Get your stillies off, you're on a building size, if it's a building size. (laughs) And everywhere we went... There was a roadworks right, right next to us. I don't know if it was coincidental or, but everywhere I went, there was roadworks. <laughs> and they just stood about doing nothing. Yeah. Like watching us all the time. Yeah. 
So I don't know if that was a bit of paranoia or if it was, <laughs> but I was convinced they were watching us through the roadworks. Yeah, yeah, there's so much. Mm. The things we were paranoid about were true and there was just so much more. That... Well, mine was though, that's the thing. So yeah. when I'm thinking these other things, I'm thinking, am I being paranoid now because I've been right with me gut feelings on the others? But more often than not, I was right. They were following me into Indian restaurants and getting the next table and listening to me. Weird. Well, yeah. they, they followed us to that bar, didn't they? Do you remember? We, we had to... It wasn't you. It was you and me. We were having a, trying to have a talk about something or other, and we had to allegedly go and all do the allegedly stuff and all that because yeah. you, you thought your car was getting tapped as well. Yeah, yeah. And we went into that bar across the road, mm. like a just a pub, like a sports bar pub. Yeah. And they'd done meals and that, and we were sat having a drink. And we were talking, and these fellas come and they followed us in there. Remember, they sat next to us in the table. That's... Can't remember. There's so yeah. much I can't remember as well. Because we got a jug of beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we sat up on the big stool and we looked out and we could see the house farming across the road. Yeah. We sat over there and we were watching the house because they were watching us. <laughs> so we went over there. I'm sure it was me and you. I'm sure it was you. Tell, tell the viewers what was Wild Woman's. Crime family Sunday dinner. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How many did I make? Was it 20, 15, 20 dinners, was it? Probably. Oh, my God. It cost a fortune, that dinner. I nearly fell through the floor when you went to the till. <laughs> it was like $300 for a Sunday dinner. <laughs> what was it? We did never had one, had they, an English Sunday dinner? No, That roast, was it then, wasn't roast. it? It was all lined up, wasn't it, all the... What was the ingredients? Was it just a normal English dinner? Yeah, but for the viewers... It was mashed potatoes, roast potatoes, Yorkshire pudding, carrot turnip, cabbage, collie, um, peas. Peas. Was it a leg of lamb or beef? Gravy. Great, proper gravy. Redoxos, stuffing, the works, everything, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you go to the English shop? Yeah, you told me the English shop because yeah. I made you go and take me there for my tea bags. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a cup of tea. Yeah. I wanted English tea. And what was the atmosphere like in your house when you cooked all that food? Oh, it was great. We had a great time. What kind of people would show up? What did they look like? Oh, there was all the young ones, weren't they? Some of them didn't have, didn't know what a bloody meal was, half of them, I don't <laughs> think. Yeah. They all come, didn't they? And one of them come too late, remember? And I said, oh, there was none left. Who was it? One of the lads come, there was none left. Oh. I can't remember. Probably the postman. Yeah, I think it was him. Yeah. Yeah. And we had a big guy who'd been in prison, didn't we? Who had a lot of tattoos, who was um, part of things around that time. Do you remember him? He went to Mexico. Lightning of... bolts. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to Mexico a couple of times with us, didn't he? Yeah, he was terrified of me and bless him. Terrified of you, yeah. Peter? Yeah. No, me. Just me. <laughs> How did he end up terrified of you? Because I stood up to people yeah. and I was so small. He's the one who christened me the Chihuahua on steroids. Really? He said, I'm a Chihuahua on steroids. Yeah. He said, you're only literally said, but oh my God, he said, you know, you can go like it. So well, I suppose I had to defend myself all my life. It's part of it, you know what I mean? So he was, he had the utmost respect for me, but he was also dead nervous of me. One day, my rules was, it wasn't a crash house. And this guy was massive. He was built like the whole. He was huge. Yeah. And he wasn't fat. No, it was he all was muscle. solid. He was yeah. huge. His arms were like, they were, he was huge. Yeah. He was a nice fella though. Yeah. And, um, me, never crashing my house, it wasn't a DOS house. You know, I didn't mind you coming and having a smoke if you wanted one or whatever, you know, but you're not crashing. Yeah. Well, this, he was a long-distance driver, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. <laughs> Originally, <clears throat> at his job. Yeah. 
And so that's why he's on the thing to keep him awake because mm. he drove hours and he'd done this long distance and he's, it was late nights and he never ever rang late. Yeah. Could you do me a favour, please? And I was like, just this once. I said, you know, I don't. So he comes in and I give him some stuff, sort him out, and he sat on the floor with his back to the bottom of my bed. Yeah. And he goes, well, I what? Booted him right. Get off off my fucking floor! Who the fuck do you think you are? I went off. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll never do it. Never, 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 Imagine this time at all, we're kicking the Hulk. Petrified he was. And he come the next day, I bought you loads of new locks and everything for all your windows. <laughs> do you want me to fit them all for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. As I'm sorry for shouting at you, said, but I'm not having you dossing on me house. You know, that's one of my rules. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to fall asleep. I said, well, I'll let you off because you've been weak. That yeah. felt awful then, you know, but I went mad. Yeah, yeah. Because it was one of my rules. It's not a doss house. It's not somebody's funerals come and get high. It's not happening mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Don't care what he says. It's not, this is my home. Yeah, It's a yeah. different, no. He totally had our back. And, he did. Um, he was this really solid guy. I remember I took him over to the New Mexico Mafia house. Mm. And those guys weren't scared of anybody. But, you know, but they were looking at mm. him. I think, to... I think they even told me not to bring him back. But he was in bloody old when he had the light bolts and that. Yeah. For the... Yeah, for the AB. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Each one's a life, innit? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was on four, was he? He had four. He had two here. Yeah. Was it three or four he had? Can't remember exactly. Mm. What other characters have we not talked about that were in our lives before we got arrested that oh, last time? God, there's loads. Any stories of any of the other characters? Um, um, Peter told that many. Peter told me a story of um, AD&D is the name we've used for in the book, so we can go mm. ahead with that. She came to visit you guys in Mexico. Do you remember that one? And he got so paranoid, he buried her belongings and her ID somewhere in the desert and she was never able to find it. You don't know about that one? No. No. I can't see her visiting me in Mexico, can you? Seriously. I think she came down there and she was terrified of you or something. Well, yeah. So she should have been alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> leave that one alone, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know the entire. Um, yeah. All right. Anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> and there's the other one, the other little fat one as well. All those little minion slags. There's loads. Oh, of stories. there was one. There was like, there was a stripper that you ended up beating up in jail. I think later on, mm-hmm. that comes into the story before jail. Yeah. What? She's what? One what? Of the little... What was the beef that we've heard then? Because she's a suck piece's cock, basically. Yeah. You asked me the question, there's the answer. <laughs> and I found out. Right. Yeah. But she so was... I battered her. Yeah. I think, was it you there at the time? No, please, I was there at the time. And I made somebody take me there in the car. This was before the jail battle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I told her every time I said I was going to smack her, which I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But something happened with Sammy the Bulls guys, one of them was going out with her as well. And they started calling Peter and um, saying, you need to meet me at this spot. And I was like, don't meet those guys. It could be a setup. Mm. Do you remember any of that? Vaguely, I remember something to do with that, but I wouldn't entertain any because she's in the middle of it all and I hated yeah. her. Hated her. Yeah, yeah. Because she was a slimy little cow. Yeah. She all smiles in my face and sucking cock behind my back. <laughs> So, yeah. Well, that guy who was calling Peter to meet him, I think his car ended up getting blown up or something like that. 
I don't, he didn't tell me much to do with it because he yeah, knew me it was trigger, yeah. yeah, it triggered me off, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we didn't really discuss much about that side of it with her. I think Peter's Mexican-American friends um, allegedly may have been involved in that, the destruction of that guy's car getting blown up mm. or something, yeah. So they backed off after that. But even in Mexico... There was Sammy the some of the Sammy the Bulls workers were down there, weren't they? Do you remember that? They were scattered around everywhere. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I think Peter um, just messed up with them though, didn't he? And talk to some of them. Some of them were getting stuff off us because they yeah, they yeah. sold out. Remember, but then later on there was a there was a, yeah, there was but a situation. Peter was all right with them in Mexico in though. the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, any other crazy stuff that we've not covered before the final rest? Well, you know yourself, there's hundreds of crazy stories about me and Peter, but I could go on forever about that. But well, that's what people want. Just It's just scrapping stupid stories, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where he's yeah, been, yeah. Because he was totally off his barnet, constantly off his head. Yeah. And he'd imagine things that wasn't there, so... Let's let's balance it out a little bit, you know, though, with, 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 with the other side. It's all fighting and stuff, did, mostly. Did, did you um, stab him a few times and stuff? I stabbed him in England before we went to America. Yeah. Yeah. Because he used to show me the stab wounds. Here in his chest. Yeah, yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was with a lucky knife. Because people are going to be shocked hearing that there was, you stabbed him, he hit yeah, you and all this stuff. Yeah, it was, it was give and take. I give as good as I got, but that's, he's bigger than me, you know. That's one, that's one I want to let the viewers yeah, know. Yeah, it wasn't all like... Because we don't like women beaters on this channel. No, there no. Was, there was a two-way thing, Well, I retaliated. There? I had to defend yeah. myself. I had an attack. You I grabbed was... weapons on occasions. Yes. There was the fan, there was the chairs, there yeah, was the knives. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just to balance this out. Yes, yeah, yeah, I yeah. am four foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> little person. I was well, a lot smaller than this. As you, as you yes. can perhaps guess. A little firejack. <laughs> what about Peter then? Um, was the times when like he defended you against other people or he attacked other people or any crazy stories where he got paranoid on other people? Um, no, not really, because he used to stick up for myself. Didn't you say there was one where... Some guy was looking at him. I think it was in Witness. I don't think it was in America. You were sat in a pub, and some guy kept looking at him. Peter goes, if that guy looks at me oh, again. Oh, yeah, that was in the derby, that. Go on, what happened? He just went up and decked him, put him on the floor. Knocked him out. Just walked up, to, like, I've been in the derby. Yeah. So you come from the barn, there's them little steps. Yeah. So the fellow sat there on the end of the steps. Yeah. And Peter just, this fellow just kept looking at me weird or something. Or just, mm. I don't know what it was, but Peter was just, in one, yeah, and he fucking looks at you like that again. And yeah. he walked over and he just he didn't even go up the step, he just lifted him, laid the head in, and just one punch. And oh. he hit the other end of the he just hit the other end of the bar. And I just wow. got hold of him and said, Get out, wow, because the police were already looking for him over something else that they never got him from over here, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm on about, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why he went to America mainly. To yeah. get away from that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he was a warrant from. Um, how did you guys meet? Um, I just split up in my marriage. Mm. Um, got out for a night out. Uh, my friend had introduced me to ecstasy pills for the first time. Never took drugs in my life until yeah. my 30s. Um, comes out top of the town mm. and he was stood there. And he's chat, 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 chat. And he's going, oh, I'm going back to this part. I think we're going to bed sit or somewhere. Do you remember what he said to you specifically? He just asked us, me and my friends, did we want to go back to this house party? So yeah. why not, you know? But all bevy. So we all go, me and two other girls, we went back to this, I think it was a bed sit in uh, 
up Peelhouse Lane where we were, somewhere up there. Yeah. I was that drunk, I can't remember, but it was up that way somewhere. Yeah. It wasn't far up, you know, by the bingo place up there. Mm. Um, so we just sat in there and he's sort of like in this big chair and he's going, as <laughs> it joins, and he's looking over at me like that and he's going, I tell you what, girl, another one of these and I might even get a semi on with you. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> You've got to get stoned before you can even have a semi on, you know what I mean? <laughs> what a way to compliment a girl, like, you know what I mean? So we just had a crack then. We just chatted all night. Made me laugh. I was laughing my tits off all night because he's comical. He is comical. And he walked me to the taxi place down the road. Yeah. See me in a taxi and that was it. Don't ever see him again, you know what I mean? Didn't know him from Asm. Yeah, yeah. And then about two or three weeks later, I'm out again with my mates and there he is. So I invited him back to mine. And I never saw the back of him since. <laughs> he never went home. And what was it like living with him? It was good at first. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone to America and risked my life and my kids and everything. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have uprooted all my life. I had my own house. And, you know, I, I was settled, you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like I had nothing. Yeah, yeah. I had three kids and everything. And I uplifted everything to be with him. This new life he promised me. Which, yeah. Yeah, it was a new life, but it wasn't what he expected. Um, because we we got on really well because we're both mental. Yeah, we both got the same sense of humour. We don't give a shit, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So we really, really got on. And then the drugs sort of just took over, and he just got from bad to it. It started here. Yeah, I noticed a few changes in him when he started doing a bit of cocaine or a few drug, bit of weed or or drink mostly with the drink. Mm -hmm. And he just got from bad to worse, really. Would, otherwise, we were a great couple. Otherwise, were there any times in in witness then? when collectively the wild ones were challenged by anybody? No, I don't think so. People just knew better? Yeah, I guess. Well, they all knew Pizza anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people knew me. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't known to go out scrapping, like, but I wasn't known to be quiet neither. So your reputations preceded you? We didn't really. I didn't have a reputation as like this big hard knock. I just normal known around this, the place where I don't take any shit. But you were the wild woman of Borneo. Yeah, that was just that was just because of that incident, like you know. Just because a whole chair, was, a yeah. whole family was hospitalised with a bar stool. Well, you can't come at people and think they get away with it. <laughs> I don't care who you are, what's wrong with you, or anything. If you come at me, you're going to get a response. Other than the guy you saw, you said he knocked out. Who was staring at him? Did you see him in any other fights in in witness? Um, well, I've seen him knock a few people out, but I've just walked off because I don't know what the hell's in that entails and I don't want to get involved in half of them because he just goes off his head for no reason at all. Yeah. But the majority of the time, it was just, he wasn't bad. Yeah. Because it was just, we were just like a couple caught or whatever you, whatever you want to call it, you know what I mean? Because he's we very just, charming and funny. He is, he's a funny yeah. fella, like, but that yeah. nasty side, not yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And he was nasty in the end, it got nasty. Got really nasty in the end. And what was your life like before, Peter? If you go way back, Oof. I mean, you've got a very strong Liverpool accent. Yeah, I'm from Wavertree originally. Wavertree? Yeah. Okay. From down the road. <laughs> and um, what was your life like growing up? Um, not really good. I can't remember much of it because it was sporadic. We had different dads, you know. Yeah. Um, my mum wasn't a very nice person, right? to say the least. Yeah. I got attacked at the age of 12 by 13 boys um, on a cross-country school. You say you got attacked at 13, what, what I happened? I was 12. It was 12. 13 boys. 13 boys, what happened there? I got sexually attacked. Um, but that's possibly growing up. But yeah. Life wasn't good. That was life in was... Liverpool then, was it? No, it was in Runcorn. Oh, it was in Runcorn? Mm -hmm. Oh, bloody hell, that's fine. Not on Pridey Woods, yeah. Well, that's got to mess your head up, hasn't it? Yeah. 
yeah. little bit. Was you always tough or did, was it things no, in life actually, that made you tough? actually, up until that point, the 12-year point, I was with Raw and Quiet. Was you? I had to have a speech therapist when I was little. Somebody helped me with my speech because I couldn't talk properly. Yeah. That's why I tend to stutter a little bit because I have to think of what I'm saying. Right. The odd words. Yeah. And my mum had sent me to the shop for disinfectants and I'd ask for dick infested, you know what I mean? I'd get yeah. chucked out the shop. Yeah, yeah. You know, stuff like that, but... Yeah. I did have a hard life as kids. What were you like in school? Um, I was very quiet in school until that incident. Yeah. And I just saw a... It's like a flip on me, it just flipped. Of course, going to change and it I forever, just yeah. turned into this nasty little angry person. You were projecting your trauma? Um, I just got very angry and... Yeah. I was very quiet up until then. Whereas my younger sister, my mum had to beg her to let me go and play with her. Right. Because I wasn't, didn't mix with people. I was very, I was much alone. Were there any subjects in school that interested you? Uh, maths. Maths? Yeah. And did you have, like, dreams of, of being in a certain profession? Art. Art? I went to art college in You want to be an artist? Yeah. So you went to art college in Runcorn? Yeah. What was that like? Well, it was a little old place. It was years and years ago now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Talking about what? 1975, I think I left school now. Or was yeah. that when I got married? <laughs> yeah, 74, 75, I left school. Yeah. Because I'm 62 now. Right. So I was 15, nearly 16 when I left school. Yeah. So it was a little old building, little grotty old place it was. Mm. And I loved it. Yeah. And then I got married. Right. Yeah. Did um, you think that was it then, happily ever after? Well, I mainly got married to get away from home. Yeah. It was me way out. No disrespect to my husband, we, do, you know, we had a good marriage at the, at the beginning. Yeah. Things go south, though, don't they? They do, yeah, yeah. And then you. And, and then, then I met Peter. And then you met Peter. Yeah. And sort of done my wild thing, what I should have done as a teenager. Yeah. I was done in my thirties and forties. Right. Because I'd never seen a drug in my life yeah. until I was thirty something. Yeah. Never done anything. Never mm-hmm. been in trouble. Never done anything. Yeah. And then it just went berserk. Right. And I think Peter brought that side out of mm-hmm. me. Because when you got to Arizona, some people did try things on with you. Mm. And um, I've had people, various descriptions of what what you said to them. You were like, do I look like fucking chap Levy? You're no, fucking fit, you're fucking with and all this. I know, they don't do what they think they fucking are, you know what I mean? And some you, of them. you set them straight quite fast. Yeah, you yeah. have to, don't you? So I then, think they think because you're little and or whatever or from somewhere else or whatever, you can just take the piss. Yeah. Especially when you're small. So then you built your own crew, really? Yeah. And how, how did you build that crew? I pinched your crew. crew. <laughs> <laughs> I stole them off you. <laughs> how, how, did you how did you do just that? Just trust and being nice, basically. Yeah. Looking after them, they looked after me. Yeah. Like what I called um, the dust, shall we say. Mm-hmm. The, the crumbs without sounding awful. But you know the bits. Mm. I'd bag up, yeah, and I'd give them to someone, mm-hmm. to a runner or someone, and say, "Now you're no use to use anybody else's supply. You've got your own. Yeah, don't get high on the supply and end yeah. up owing money because mm-hmm. I don't want to send Peter knocking on your door." Yeah, yeah, is what I'd say. Yeah, so I'd be reasonable with them and I'd give them a little bit for themselves, mm-hmm. just a little, which would be nothing to what they were selling, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it kept an even balance with us. Right. So they never, ever said, I've fucked up and I've smoked off of her or I've used her or... Yeah. Because I'd always make sure they had a little bit for themselves. Yeah, yeah. And I'd always cook them a meal, look mm-hmm. after them, and they'd look after me. Uh, uh, 
so you'd you'd establish your reputation the whole rave scene the women and men were terrified of you and one day i don't understand why they were so scared of me though it was just because i was so off front i guess yeah outspoken maybe i think some perhaps someone saw you peter running out the house with you chasing him a well, few they've times seen me step to peter many times yeah there was an occasion then your reputation was established i think peter called me up and said take me out debt collecting or something which was mm. cold she's go partying yeah, I know. and we ended up at a house merlin's house on a waterbed with some yeah. female ravers massaging us and he called you yeah and didn't hang the phone up nope and he put the phone down yeah and i'm what, listening what, to it all what could you hear well i knew there was females on the bed with you yeah i know there was nipple rubbing going on <laughs> <laughs> Just rub my nipples, tweaking hard. <laughs> so I phoned him. I can't remember his name, but I phoned one of the lads anyway, and he, I made him, and he did not want to take me. I can assure you of that. I threatened him with, "Oh, do you name me? You are taking me now, lads, or you got me. Never mind him. Do you want to argue with me and him? I'll take it. I'll take it." <laughs> <laughs> so it's always the greenhouse. What's the greenhouse? What yeah, it? Merlin's greenhouse. Yeah. yeah. And um, they, you all were on the waterbed. On the waterbed. With the slags. There was just a, like an explosion at the door. Yes. Door almost comes off its hinges. Hurricane Keza. <laughs> what were you on? What was I on? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. No. Just adrenaline. Anger. 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 Yes. The adrenal glands. The adrenal glands. That's something I won't yeah. put up with. Do what you like. Do you want to describe what happened next or do you want me to describe? You can describe. It was like a ball of flame. (laughs) Just like like a comet. Just like a comet just hit the bed. Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) And this comet hitting the bed. All the women on the bed just were like, woof, disappeared. Run for their lives. And I, I think I locked myself in the bathroom. You bloody run off, you, you shit I, I locked myself in the bathroom. I was like, I went from just like eyes in the back of my head. <laughs> shit yourself. Just like smiling like this. Just, the waterbed's going like this. <laughs> like this. Getting massaged. Yeah. I, I see everyone just disappear. And then I realised what the comet was. <laughs> Fucking hell. I, I locked myself in the, in the bathroom and just listened. And... um. Yeah. You just gave him a lecture, didn't you? You just ripped, yeah, I, I, you just ripped him in your asshole. Yeah. Didn't you grab the phone and start beating him with the phone or something? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Probably grabbed his balls and tied him in the ass as well. And he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was like trying to explain, but he was all like spaced yeah, out on ecstasy and, and GHV. He was trying Freaking to explain. his own nipples and everything he was. And everyone was just terrified What's to go back to in the room. What can he explain? <laughs> Explain away. You explain it. Come on, what's, what's he... Ex- nothing. He couldn't explain his way out of that. He was going deck collecting. What's he collecting? Fanny juice. What's he collecting? You know what I mean? I walked in. There's naked women on the bed. He's there rubbing his nipples off his barney. He's supposed to be deck collecting. Do I look like a fucking banana? Do you know what I mean? Come on now. What explaining was he to do? None. He couldn't backpedal out of that fucker. No, bitch. <laughs> so how did the rest of that day go with him then once she's like... Well, I ended off. up telling you to give me some pills, took pop two pills and then took over the water beds. 
<laughs> and that's all I'm going to say in case my children watch the programme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Caused uh, a tsunami on the waterbed. <laughs> <laughs> I've got here written down, because the other day on the Sophie you told us some stories and I wrote them down. And I, I recognise what I wrote on all of them except for um, Bath Story. That's when I first got there. Go on. And I'd been travelling from Cancun yeah. all the way to Tijuana for nine days on a greyhound tin bone rattler bus. Yeah. Not had to wash, not clean my teeth, not had to comb through my hair. I was rank. Oh. I stunk in that heat. You know yeah. what I mean? You could. Ugh. So the first thing I wanted to do was get a bath or a mm. shower or anything. Mm. So they run me a bath. There's no windows, there's little vents. There's a vent on this wall above the door and there was a vent on this wall and I'm in the bath. Pieces bang, 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 bang on the door. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in the bath, it won't be long, I'm in the bath. Why have you locked the door? I'm in a strange house in another country. I'm not going to just go, oh, come in, I'm in the bath. You know what I mean? I'm, not, I'm locking my door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got paranoid thoughts I had somebody in the bathroom with me. I'm like, yeah. there's nobody in here because I'm in the bath. I've just got here, I'm in the bath. He's like, who have you got in there? So I'm thinking he's joking with me a fit, not realising he's off his head because I've just got into the States from all this travelling. Yeah. Not realising he's totally off his head on meth. And he's screaming at me that I've got men in and he's booting the door in and I'm shouting back at him, I've brought the leprechauns. I've got the leprechauns with me because that's all that'll fit in in these bleeding vents, I'm shouting. <laughs> but I'm joking with him, thinking he's kidding. Yeah. Well, he boots the door in. And that's why we didn't stay there long because it was a nice house. And he was convinced wherever I went, I had men with me. And yeah. there was never any anything like that with me, ever. Always just completely paranoid, wasn't he? All right, he so couldn't get no more loyal than he did with me, with him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's so all his imagination. It was mental. Both of us, well, we're all 100% loyal to each other. and um, Yeah. He, I mean, he, even he, to the point where he thought you were going to kill him. His brain just, it just, just too, got staying awake for too long on crack and, and meth, did it, it, didn't it? Just I'm mixing the two and drinking yeah. as well, and yeah. God knows what else he was popping in between. Yeah, every every, every drug know, he could get his hands on. Anything, everything anything. and anything, he didn't yeah. care. Anything yeah. to get that buzz, he just had to have that buzz all the time. Yeah. He I remember when we thought we were getting pulled over and he, he swallowed a whole half ounce, I think yeah. it was, of, of crystal meth. Crazy, could have yeah. killed him. Yeah, could have killed him, yeah. But he was hospitalised quite a few mm. times with his heart. Because even when he got arrested and they put him in, one of the things they did right away is put a stent in his yeah. heart. Yeah. So he was he was doing um, some damage to his heart over the years. That's when he detected my heart problems was in prison. Was it? It was in uh, county, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because my heart kept stopping. Right, yeah. So they were checking my blood pressure because I've always had high blood pressure. Mm. i had that forever since I had my son. So they had to keep check on that because <clears throat> yeah. it's chronic. Um, yeah. And they were checking my blood pressure when they, she noticed me pulse mm. dipping. Yeah. She, you always had this problem. I'm like, what problem? I said, my blood pressure. Yeah, she said, no, you're, you're misbeating your heart. I said, mm. well, no, I don't know what you're on about. She said, oh, no, we need this looked at. And they sent me to the hospital and got it all checked. And that's when they found out about my uh, heart problems. What the hell? Because I remember when I interviewed you for Hard Time, well, it was a while ago now, mm. and um, our party time, one of them, and um, you showed me 17 different medications you were on to stay alive. And yeah, I'm you said that your heart was stopping and starting throughout the day. It's got um, an irregular beat, yeah. so it'll skip beats. Yeah, and it'll, yeah. It, but it bangs back in, it'll do an extra bangs beat. Bangs back in, how scary it, it, is that? It, it does, it bangs in really hard, and it 
but it's really and it's really fast. Jesus. And there's like an extra beat when it comes in instead of boom, yeah. boom, boom, it'll go like yeah, like yeah, an yeah. extra beat, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. and then all your neck goes and you shake. Mm. It lasts for a minute or two, but it's a bit you can feel it in my back sometimes when it's pumping really hard. I feel my back. Yeah, yeah. Wow. At one time my lip goes and my eyes will do this. Yeah. With a pulse and my lip will pulse. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's weird. Wow, wow. It's a weird feeling. So... But the medication's keeping that uh, quite... I've not had to use my GTI spray for quite a while now. Yeah. So the tablets seem to keep in... Yeah. Yeah. So there was five borders that you were, you crossed, and um, one of the things I wrote down the other day was Canada. Yeah. What happened in Canada? Um, well, I flew to Toronto. Toronto on a bus to Niagara Falls. Yeah. Found a little B&B there, right on the front. You know, mm. the front door, you got the spray on you, right by the Niagara Falls. Yeah. And the bridge was just there to walk over. Mm-hmm. You just walk over there. So that's what I've done. Yeah. I waited a week to pluck up, because I've been turned back that many times. I was mm. I was scared. Of, it, it was getting a bit scary near the end. I thought, they're going to end up putting me in jail if I keep trying. If they want to know why I want to get in the country, they must think there's something. Yeah. And I can't say, yeah, my kids are there. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, it was getting a bit edgy near the end of me trying to get over. Mm. I was nearly giving up. Yeah. <clears throat> so when I get to Niagara, he gives me passport, mm-hmm. puts me computer. Sorry, can't come in and send me back. Yeah, yeah. And then I got a taxi over the bridge. Mm-hmm. He sent me back. Yeah. So then I got a flight. <laughs> I went back to Toronto, got a flight to Cancun, mm-hmm. and then busted from Cancun to Tijuana. Right. Took me nine days. Nine days on, on a, a bus. bus through Mexico. Yeah, what was that journey through, like? Through Mexico, Mexico, not not through the nice, pretty Mexico, through the mountains. What was the journey like? A nightmare, very frightening at first, until what I got it? used to the the people. Yeah, because it's the old Mexicans, the proper you're not the you speak English or the proper old Mexican people. You know, where the witch, one of the witches, come up to me. The um, what are they called? They've got a name, the witch doctor. Like a shaman or something. Yeah, he. They stopped off at this little stop off because the driver has to stop, obviously, and they change drivers at certain places. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was like an hour stop off. Um, so I'm just sat outside because I, I didn't know what else to do. Couldn't mm. speak the language, I couldn't eat the food. So just sat there yeah. <laughs> outside yeah. the bus. And this, he had all the gear on, the everything, he had the full gear all set up. And he comes over to me and he's turning it away to me. And I didn't have a clue what he's saying to me. He's giving me this, I don't know if you remember it, but I was. I'd never took it off. It mm. rotted away in the end with the showers, this little bracelet. Yeah. And he's putting it on my wrist, and I'm going, no, oh, no, 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 like this. And he's going, what was it he said? Um, you travel, you travel. I thought, well, he knows that. I'm on a bus. Yeah, you know, state the obvious. Yeah. He's going, long, long, like this. He's long. And I'm going, right. And he's going, you take this. So I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. So and he made me take it, and I went to give him money, and he wouldn't take any money off me. Really? He's like, no. Because they're not supposed to take money for if they're proper. They yeah. don't take money and he wouldn't take any money yeah. off me. Yeah, wow. And the driver, and I'm talking to the driver and I'm saying, I don't understand what he's saying to me. He's saying he's wishing you luck on your long journey. Yeah. You will get to where you're going, but be very, very careful. Really? Yeah. Wow. And did anyone dodgy approach you? One lad at the back of the bus did. Mm. Mm. What happened to that? He got punched in the nose. <laughs> Basically, can you describe how he approached you? Well, he just thought he could put his hands on me. 
over the back of the chair. Yeah. Hi. Fucking dickhead. What a yeah. dickhead. Yeah. So we got punched yeah. right in the face. Um, he jumped up as though he was going to do something about it. Did he? So I stood up and then one of the women, she must have seen, one of the little old ladies must have seen what was going on and, yeah. and the driver threw him off the bus. Did he? Yeah. Good. Don't know what she said to him. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. But he chucked him off the bus. Good, good. He'd been on the bus for quite a while, this lad. Yeah. And I could see him watching me and really? on and off the bus and he could see I was on my own and I was yeah. fun. Yeah, so I think yeah. he thought he could uh, take a liberty. Yeah, yeah. Fucking liberty. <laughs> <laughs> so I punched him in the face, and he stood up. So I stood up. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do right now, you little fart? Yeah. I'll put you through the fucking window. Yeah, yeah. But this little old one with the scarf, she's doing a little thing, and she's <laughs> in, the, in the Spanish, <laughs> like they're screaming her head off, shouting, and the bus driver stops, and he's, and you know, they're just shouting back and two, yeah. and I'm like, I thought they're going to throw me off the bus. I said, well, he put his hands on my tits. I said, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, because I thought they were coming to get me off the bus. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. Chucked him off the bus. Good, good. Yeah. That was only the ones, but that made me more aware then, more alert, then I couldn't close yeah. my eyes and I couldn't sleep. For nine days? Yeah, I was like that on the bus. It's, every time the bus stopped, I was like that, you got on and got off, you know, like that. Did you, like, did the bus, like, stop whereby you got off and had a rest or anything? Only for five, ten minutes here and yeah. there. Like, because he had to have a rest, he was driving. And, and the only chair... Was there a toilet on the bus? No. How did that work then? Well, he'd stop off. Yeah. And you'd have to go either in a bush or in a hole in the ground or Bloody a gas hell. station if there was one around because it was the middle of nowhere. Yeah, Literally yeah. the middle of nowhere. Was there some beautiful scenery? Oh, it was absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful place. What does it look like? It's gorgeous. It's like there's a lot of mountains, which I didn't know. There's a lot of mountain areas there. Yeah, yeah. Very, very green. It's beautiful, beautiful place. It's like... Yeah. It's like you'd imagine it. Like, you know, you're going down the little back streets and all that and, like, little yeah. back roads and yeah. little yeah. dirt roads and that. Yeah. The people are lovely. Very friendly, even though they couldn't speak your language. Very, mm. very friendly people. Lovely people. So you generally felt safe? Yeah, until, like, certain incidents, which, obviously... Otherwise, I felt all right, so I just felt dirty. Yeah, yeah. And smelly. Yeah, I stunk yeah. out. I smelled like a dirty, rotted dog. Oh. Like a corpse or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was awful. So when you got off the bus at the very end of that journey, what was the relief like? Oh, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just to see peace in everybody, and just to people who were... You, Recognise some anybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. English people. Yeah. Yeah, it was just. Was couldn't believe I'd actually done it. Was it like, were you thinking, like, am I actually going to make this? At, at some point, I didn't think I was. Yeah. I never thought I'd get there. Yeah. But because I thought my kids were there, mm -hmm. kept me pushing. Yeah. I didn't know Peter had sent them home. Yeah, yeah. That was in the millennium when I was in Canada, he'd sent them home. Yeah. What was the craziest day of your life? Yeah. God been that many <laughs> the craziest day and I'd have to say the day we got arrested to be honest yeah because I didn't know what was going to happen from then on yeah from there yeah because <clears throat> my view on it was that was the end of my life really I tried to commit suicide in there yeah I took yeah. a load of pills yeah yeah what I'm thinking is um Maybe we should do another part. A part <laughs> of all of your jail stuff. Yeah. What do you think? Because we're at almost three hours. Yeah. And um, I don't mind coming doing another one. Now I'm getting. What What do you bit... guys watching think? Do you think? Do, would you like to see a part two of Wild Woman? Who's watching? 
all the viewers. Not right now. Oh. But well, they're going to be seeing Oh, my God, Sean. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not live. Give me a heart attack. <laughs> it's not live. Oh, there's that Miss Beast. No, no, no. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know, viewers. You know, you've been demanding, asking, would Wild Woman come on for years? Let us know your thoughts on this in the comments. I'm a bit quiet at the beginning, tell I'm just nervous. On, on, on the drive up here, then, I showed Wild Woman um, videos written, um, published by certain podcasters, claiming my story, and all this is entirely made up, claiming that we did not run a multi-million dollar extra trafficking ring as documented in the police paperwork and as documented in the media in Arizona, claiming <laughs> that uh, we had nothing to do with Sammy the Bull or any mafias. At the most, I spent a couple of nights in the jail and I've completely embellished my story. Mm. So, of course, everything Wild Woman said today... Oh, crap, crap! <laughs> crap, crap! <laughs> Tell me children who didn't see me for six, seven years <laughs> that I wasn't in prison. My number is 185809. That's my prison number. Look it up. <laughs> KJ Osborne. No you, E on the end. Why do you think people say these things? Why have people got to attack other people? I don't understand. Jealousy. And there's enough world for people to all live and exist and do the same job. Yeah. You know, why would you make a story up like this? I wish it was made up. I wish it didn't spend all them years in a shithole of a prison and a jail. You know, I wish none of that happened, but it did. And you were, you're a person. I'd done without my family. I didn't see my family. Nobody. One visit I had in six years, and that was a British consulate. Because she felt sorry for me and felt like I needed a visit. You had 155 felonies. You were facing 1,550 yes. years. Yeah. And these people say we're making all this stuff up. But that's how serious it was. Felony number 74 I got through out, though, because it was an unknown charge. Felony 74 was an unknown charge? How can they charge you a felony? Felony 4. It was a number 4. Just an unknown next unknown, to it. Unknown charge? How oh, can you charge me with some unknown charge? There's something else we need to clarify as well because prosecutors pull um, very dirty tricks on people. Yes. And one Mr. of them Fish. is to charge them with things that sound really bad, but when you look at actually what happened. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a conspiracy case, you're liable for everything all the other co-conspirators do. And several of us ended up with a charge that involved a minor... Now, you hear the word mine and you think, oh, what the fuck? No, no, no. Gavin kids on drugs. Yeah, yeah, you know. No. And um, so I was charged with this. It's a class two felony. Wild Woman was charged yes. with this. I got 10 months for that. But what actually happened was, in your own words. My son had one of my phones and was hooking up his own weed on my phone. And he's not a minor in England. He's a minor over there, but he's not, he's not a minor in England. I don't class him as a minor at the time. And he was getting himself some weed, so I got the charge. So Wild Woman's... Because he's under 21. Massive 16-year-old son used her phone. Yep. So we all ended up, because it's a conspiracy case, we all ended up with a charge that they yeah. could put minor on it that made it sound like we were yeah. using school kids or going down the schools, you know, on the corner yeah. of the schools, trying to peddle drugs. And nothing like that Absolutely ever happened. never. No. No. I'll be no part of that with kids anyway now. Well, thank you for clarifying that and yes. putting that to rest because these trolls, they try and look at your entire past and find little things mm. that they can blow into big things so they can like try and take you down. And all these people have tried to take me down. I mean, 
Peter, for example, Wildman, when he when they first started trolling him, he was getting really furious and he was like, I'm gonna find these fuckers and I go to houses. Them because the shit houses they're behind the keyboard. If they can't do it to your face, why bother getting annoyed with them? Why waste energy on people like that? They're not worth the energy. Cell warriors. Keyboard warriors, that's what they are. Absolutely. If they can't knock on your door and go face to face with you and say, this is my issue with you. Yeah. Well, fuck off. Exactly. I don't care what you think. I don't care <laughs> if you think it's real or not. Whoever you are, I don't give a monkey's fucking rat's ass. Exactly. I lived it, not them. I yes. lived that. Yes. I went through that hell, not them. Totally. So they can comment all they fucking want. Yeah. It's a load of shite. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Now... Sometimes you give a disproportionate amount of attention to the trolls when it's nothing but love and support coming in all day long on the platform, which it is. And I'm sure we're going to see that in the comments with Wild Woman. So what do you say, Kerry, to all of our loyal supporters out there, all the people who've read the books and are familiar with your story, or the people who've just heard it today and have got your back and um, are just you know, blown away by what you've been through? And perhaps in particular... What do you say to the young people watching this? Because we do have a, a massive young people audience who may be tempted into drugs. Well, I'd talk them way out of it if I could because it's not all it cracks up to be at all. And prison and jail is nothing nice, especially for females. And you're going to find that out in part two? Yeah, it's nothing nice. And there's, it, it looks fun and it sounds like we had a great time. We did have a bit of fun here and there, you know what I mean? But it's not all apple pie in the sky. There's a lot of danger and... You lose your life, you lose your family, you lose your, you lose everything, you lose your self-worth. Didn't your mum die while you was in My prison? My mum died while I was in prison. Yeah. Yeah. So there's always a big price to pay, isn't there? I never saw my children for years. Yeah. And when I come back home, my daughter, she was seven when I last seen her. She was 16 enough and I, it was with strangers. We're only just getting to know each other these last couple of years properly now. Because <clears throat> when I first come out, we still treated her like she was seven. Telling her off and, you know, I'll give you a crack. And, and, I, and I shouldn't have, you know, she was yeah. near enough an adult. Yeah. And I still do it today and she's nearly 30 now. Yeah. She's got four children, you know what I mean? And I still tell her off like she's five. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of adjusting. Now, one minute she's a kid, then she's an adult. Mm -hmm. me, me middle child, my second son, was very, very resentful against me when I first came home. It took a lot for me and him to get a relationship up again. Yeah. But as you know, my first son, my eldest, is we're very close and he was there through some of it. Yeah. Because he was 16 and he was allowed to come by himself. Yeah. My ex-husband, I thank him every day for not sending the children and allowing them to come because God knows where they'd have ended up. Yeah. So in a way, he done me a favour, even though I called him rotten at the time, for not letting them come. Yeah, yeah. He'd done a big favour for me in the end. Yeah. But my other son, he got to the age where he wanted to come and he was old enough and he couldn't stop him, so he did. So that's how he ended up over there. So Wild Woman <clears throat> wanted to see an actual podcast before she was going to do this one. She just wanted to be comfortable with how it all worked. And she came and watched us film with Ian Blink MacDonald yeah. the other day. What do you think of Blink? He's a nice man. I think he's a very nice man. I think he's very funny, like. Yeah. And I think he's very straight. Yeah. And on the way here, a... Taxi driver expressed some homophobic remarks about yeah. gay pride, didn't he? Yeah, to you? About, about all kinds of gay stuff and disgusting yeah. Um, yeah. certain people using their taxis and how the lesbians perform for them and all. I'm like, you're talking through your ass. I said, I'll have to stop you right now. I said, because you're the wrong person here. My son's gay and I don't, I won't listen to it. And 
I go gay pride, I've been gay pride, and it's a lovely thing. I support the, the gay gay pride and all that, as you know. You set him straight? I set him straight, I told him off. Did he raise anything else like that? No. <laughs> he starts talking about other drunks in his car then. <laughs> he was very chatty, did you see how chatty he was when he pulled up? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he was on something. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you would finally like to say then to the viewers? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm very shy on stuff like that. And you're not here for any support or followers or anything like that, are you? You've got no... No, you know, no, no, nothing, no. Nothing. No, no. Because Everybody's getting... been asking me for years to be doing all this. I've been asked for so many interviews off yeah. so many different people and I didn't want to do because I'd made the cut with Wildman and I'd promised my children I'd make that cut and I did. Yeah. And um, I didn't want to disrespect my ex-husband. He'd been through enough. Yeah by rubbing salt in the wounds. Mm -hmm. So I stayed away from it all and I put it all behind me. But you, Miss Ratwood, knew <laughs> you get your own way with me in the end. <laughs> you have to give me that cheeky grin, he gets his own way. <laughs> so yeah, please let us know then in the comments what you thought about this. Huge thank, let us know what about what you're on part two. Huge thank you to all the new subscribers. Subscription logo is down there. And most of all, Huge thank you to the wild woman, finally making her first. I just apologise for fumbling because I'm very nervous. <laughs> oh, you've been absolutely brilliant. Give us a hug. Yeah, I've got to get up all my fat out now. Oh, oh thank you. Very brilliant. Well done. I'm on my tippy-toe there. <laughs>